Attention broadcasters in the greater Portland area. Your daily show prep begins now. Why, hello, it is the Rick Emerson Show live from the plushly appointed yet not overly ostentatious studios of Rock 101 KUFO in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Those bits of it that weren't blown away in Hellwind 2009. I, uh, it snapped two of my oak trees. Really? Huge oak trees that are hundreds of years old in the park across the street. Not two huge branches on it could have hit children. I have never seen so many television news people so excited about something that lasted 22 minutes. Look at the camera shake. Look at the camera shake. <laughs> That's that exactly normal? what it was. What does that make you think? I was watching. I'm not trying to knock our friends in TV. <laughs> but Tracy on KGW. And I, props to them because they were on the air first. And I stayed with them. But the bad thing is, when those announcements from the state come over, right. it preempts anything you're watching on right. TV. It just shuts it down. So here we come. To this uh, this huge moment we've all been waiting for, then. <laughs> we now present a completely unintelligible announcement from the state about what they're going to do. And that's well, it. It's a good time to vacuum. That's when you realize. Here comes the twister. That's when you Not realize really. that the. Uh, that all of those years of hearing that, well, first it was the EBS with the emergency broadcast system. So some of you who you are, uh, you oldsters uh, in the audience and myself, uh, we, you will all remember that this is a test of the emergency broadcast system. And it was just this long, irritating tone that would play. And now they don't do that. Now it's just like a, it's a short sort of beeping thing. And they call it the emergency alert system. But you realize that despite years and years and years of lies to you by broadcasters, that's going to save no one. Because no one can ever understand anything that the guy is doing. It's like... It's like those sound bites that we'll play. I mean, in 2009, we're in the 21st century, and we will have sound bites from somebody. I mean, they were just recorded like two days ago in Washington, D.C. They'll say, Senator, what do you think about this latest bill? And they go to the guy, and it's like he's speaking from inside something that's on spin cycle. So, but I remember flipping around uh, last night to... I mean, I went to what is it, KGW, and then I went to, to K2, and then I went to COIN, and it was the same thing. It was like that Vibrocam shot everywhere you went, where they just showed... I mean, it was like watching an epileptic try to run a camera. It was just nothing but just high-speed uh, jittering around. It was awesome. It was hilarious. It was even... Here's the only thing like that came close. I when the map turns red. <laughs> That's I, when you know you're in for problems. I like it when they have the guy who's standing downtown with a camera, and he's saying... As you can see behind me, there's some terrible... Okay, well, the, a moment ago, the wind was really... Uh, this flag was really flapping something fierce. If you, it'll start here again in a second. Can we hold this? All right, well, a moment ago, this flag was blowing mightily in the wind. A wind that threatens to tear downtown Portland to pieces. I Wait, there it is. No, that's more of a rustling. Well, it was... There was wind moments ago. Now back to you. And then they, and then they start doing the thing of... Pulling people uh, from off the street who just have the like the bad luck to be walking by the camera guy, people who would clearly they're on their way somewhere, and they sort of pull them over to the camera and they say, "So, how are you weathering uh, in a hellwind 2009?" And the guy says, "I was, uh, I'm just getting a sandwich. If I can, can I? If I could go, that'd be great." Well, the best coverage was 
Court, Fat Boy, and Byron Beck, the dream team, with storm <laughs> coverage. I think they did a better job than anybody. They were they were waiting for the rain that never happened outside the studio window. Yeah. And that was their vantage point. Also, they see, didn't have the squirrel on top of the camera. There's also... It also, and I apologize for this, because this also sounds like we're trying to uh, knock our friends in the television news business, and nothing could be further from the truth. Because we're, we're all fans. But Most we of them hate us, well, particularly me. You would, uh, we only hit because we love, Tim. Mm-hmm. You would think that in 2009, people would realize by now that rain doesn't show up on camera. That's the other thing. Do you ever wonder why they have rain machines in movies, even movies filmed in places where it rains all the time? Because if you just point a camera, this is—I mean—that's like the first thing you learn if you're taking any kind of photojournalism class. If you just point a camera at rain and take a picture, not going to show up. What might show up is like if you get a reflection of a puddle and you can see the ripples in the top of it, that might appear. But rain just doesn't ever show up on film or on camera, just because it's you know clear, and so it just goes right through. And so they kept doing this thing of like, can we get a shot of this rain? And then they would just have this long, wide, unbroken shot of what appeared to be nothing that would last for like 10, 12, 15 excruciating seconds. And then they're wondering why there's bumper-to-bumper traffic between 5 and 6 p.m. <laughs> As you can see, it's caused by the, the rain. These cars appear to be at an absolute standstill. Why is that? It's never happened before between 5 and 6 p.m. And I won't... The last thing I'll say, I'm, I'm not going to single anybody out here because I will say that two different channels yesterday within the same 10 minute period i heard one of and i i won't even identify i won't identify the the, the uh the anchors in any way but on two separate channels yesterday i heard this in the space of about i don't know eight minutes you know i've been doing news here for uh i don't know about 23 years and i have never seen anything like this before not this since, not since being in vietnam I haven't, uh, this is a first for me. This is really uh, something I don't think anybody in the Northwest has ever witnessed wind that has really uh, come out of nowhere like this. And uh, on top of the wind, we have, is the flag blowing yet? No, 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 it's still just rustling. Okay, well, the flag was blowing mightily. I will say this, do you know that this is, I swear this is, this right here is the final observation. This is the last thing I'm going to say. And I heard Fat Boy saying that, I mean, people were just overdoing it, and I just couldn't believe it. You, you know, this said it twice. Do you know this is the first year the Rose uh, Festival hasn't bought rain insurance? Oh, is that true? In a cost-cutting, I'm not making that up. In a cost-saving move, the Rose Festival opted out of rain insurance in Portland. Well done. Uh, hello, Sarah Dillon. How are you today? Hello, I'm doing well. Did you make it through Hellwind 2009? I did. It was really weird and freaky. I was actually at the pool yesterday, and it was like hot, and we were getting all sunburned. Then five minutes, I was like, "Hmm, it's dark outside." Is that where you were calling me from? Did you? Was that? Yeah. Or did I call you? I can't remember. I was uh, I was headed downtown to Powell's yesterday, and so I was on Burnside. You and I were talking, and I will actually say, that oh, I think all, you did. Uh, yeah, I think you did call me. All kidding aside, I'm uh, driving down Burnside to Powell's, and there was. For some reason, it just became like a big garbage wind, too. It's like everywhere I went through, these like tornadoes have trash that were sort of blowing themselves into the street. And I don't know how this happened on Burnside, because it's not like Burnside is a real... It's not like you're driving through an arboretum or something. It's not like a tree-lined street. But there's suddenly just all of these branches and like little sapling things kind of blowing into the road. And everybody does the thing that everybody always does, which is to overcompensate. And so a, like, a bu- like a bundle of leaves would sort of blow into the road, and you would get a guy cutting across two lanes of traffic and skidding to a halt because he felt that the end of the world was imminent. And so I was on the phone with Sarah, because you guys were at the pool, 
And then suddenly, the, you know, the you know the sky was as sackcloth and ashes, and you know, it, it, suddenly we were not at the pool. It was raining, raining toads, and Sarah's talking to me, and I think at one point I actually just said, All right, "I gotta go. There's a tree in the road. Goodbye." And I just <laughs> I hung up the phone, and then I just had, and then I went into Powell's, and I had the phone off because you don't want to be that guy in the bookstore. And so then I checked my voicemail later, and there's like three messages from Sarah saying, "Hey, all I heard you do is scream something about a tree in the road, and then you hung up. Please, are you dead?" Call me back. Let me know you're now not dead. we were driving by your house, and so we're like, we'll swing by Rick's house and say hello. And your dogs were there, and you weren't. And it was kind of weird. Because then we're like, like you that's went weird. to the tornado cellar? <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It's like, okay, he said there was a tree in the road. There's no tree in the road. Dogs howling alone into the windy nothingness. Well, on that note, let's pay a visit to the uh, news desk on this uh, Friday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Here is Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning, everyone. It is 5-11. There may be showers today, highs in the mid-70s. We're all still alive. Severe thunderstorms, strong winds, hail, and overreaction, fueling a ride home in hell. 250 lightning strikes were counted. Apparently, somebody has to count those. At the height of the storm, which was like from 5.30 to 6, at least 50,000 were without power. A tornado warning sounded for Marion County as a funnel cloud was allegedly sighted. There was never a tornado. 71 mile an hour winds recorded in Lynn County. The Woodburn School District was forced to cancel its graduation. I wonder who the keynote speaker was for that. The Rose Festival waterfront closed. All the fun seekers told to go home. There'll be no fun tonight for anyone. (laughs) I was uh, so after I left Powell's, so I was tooling around downtown, as I said, because because then you realize that not only a it's uh, it's rush hour traffic, because my whole thing was to get there and to get home before the rush hour traffic really kicked in. And that that didn't really work uh, because what everybody because all the new newscasts were saying the same thing. They were all saying, so what you probably want to do is uh, stay at the office for maybe another hour tonight, get some more work done. And so what that means is that the rush hour for about. I don't know, 50% of people was just delayed by an hour. So as I decide, okay, this is it. The coast is probably clear. I can't wait to get in my car. Ah, crap. And then it was just nothing but gridlock. And here, they did just the opposite. Why not send everyone home into the torrential rains to get killed (laughs) instead of waiting it out in the office? Everybody, go home now. It's the best thing we can think for you. (laughs) Well, you know, they don't want to do any more layoffs, so this is the easiest way to do it. I I saw that. How can we get people out of the building? It's the easiest way to cull the herd. (laughs) Send them all home early in a major storm. This, the uh, what we'd like, uh, what Mike we'd like. Noel if- says yes. That'll be less work for me in the long run. <laughs> we don't want to say Mike thinks that way. No, I'm sure he was. I'm sure it's not his personal opinion. I'm sure it was an order that came from above. Look, uh, uh, the next time there appears to be some sort of horrific ice storm, what we'd like you to do is to. Um, do you have any wire cutters? All right, now the brake cable is uh, that's located underneath most cars and directly to the uh, to the right of the uh, of the, the, the transaxle. So, and then send everybody home early. Say it about uh, two in the afternoon. That'd be great. Thanks. All right, I got that yesterday. It was and it was right as they were saying because you turn on the news and they do were not leave your home. Do not leave your home. Do not leave your home. It was it was it was a whole. It was stay inside. If you're at work, stay at work. If you've got a basement, go to your basement. Make sure your friends and loved ones are with you and that you are at peace with the God of your understanding. And then it was like at that very moment, an email comes out from CBS to all employees: Go home now. Get in your cars. Get in your cars and go home now. Get on the freeway. Drive blindly. Rush if you have to. This may be the last time you can tell your family you love them. <laughs> Close your eyes for long stretches of the road while pressing the accelerator to the floor. Signed, Mike Noel, Human Resources. All right. Well, in any event. I do feel sorry for my gardeners. 
you know, Pedro and Jesus, I gave them, well, they're always happy to oblige. And I have a hard time communicating. So it was a few, they spent the whole day prettying up the yard in the whole neighborhood. And they were done. And then 15 minutes later, it turned into Kansas. Are you, are your gardeners I, really named Pedro and Jesus? The ones that were working outside, I, I asked them to uh, trim the bamboo plant. Well, I, I can't communicate, so I just go. And I, and <laughs> this, I point. And okay. I go, this, is, this is what and Tim they, just did. Their heads. And I, this is, so this is this is how Tim just indicated that he is asking Pedro and Jesus to trim. You have a bamboo plant? I have two of them. Is this for your they're many koala the, bears that live in the, the backyard? Japanese maple, which was unscathed. <laughs> so Tim indicates that this is how he tells Pedro and Jesus to trim the bamboo. He does that thing of taking his pointer finger and his middle finger and just putting them back and forth together as though he were miming scissoring action. Correct. And then just pointing at the bamboo plant. And, and they understood and they did it. All right. And they just completed it. They were loading up their pickup truck. When Senior Riley, everything is beautiful. Garden could not be more so flawless. So I feel sorry for them that they have to come back today and redo everything. What do they get paid again? Well, I don't pay them personally. It's out of my monthly fee. Their job. Well, the, we have a whole crew that goes around prettying up everything for everyone to come home every day. But I mean, is there like a flat fee for this, or they? Yes. And then, so in yes. other words, there's not going to be like some overtime you have to pay or anything. I hope not. <laughs> On that but note, there, ladies and, and gentlemen, and there are rose petals scattered all over the front yard, which have to be cleaned up. Rose petals and bamboo leaves. Yes. All right. Excellent. What's the other thing? A Japanese maple? Yeah, that's fine. It's the oak trees across the street in the park that snapped off. Two huge branches. All right, then. Other than that, everything's fine. Later on, Reese Witherspoon will talk to Joan Allen about how to obtain female pleasure. It's the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Putting the cult in pop culture. The Jesus is about two inches tall. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Well, all right then. It is the Rick Emerson Show here in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Thank you for coming by. It is 503-228-4101 if you would like to uh, join us via telephone today. You can email if you like. It's rick at rickemerson.com. Rick at rickemerson.com. Sarah with an H at kufo.com. Tim at kufo.com. Or Nibbler, N-I-B-L-E-R at kufo.com. Uh, coming up uh, later on today's Cena Radio Correspondent, Jim Roop joins us from Los Angeles to talk about uh, all that is new with the... Uh, am I all that is new... You know what I'm talking about when I say David Carradine. Here's the thing. Rumors are always true. And something that is immediately contradicted by or denied by the agent or manager, that's always true as well and probably much worse than it initially sounds. Uh, so uh, that's coming up later on. We're going to talk to uh, Dax Holt from TMZ.com at 620. Our good friend Aaron Duran will join us via phone later to review uh, Land of the Lost and Will Ferrell. And we'll uh, have a few moments with our good friend Siegfried, uh, who I think uh, worked. Well, I know he worked on that Untitled Crowley project, but I think he was actually there when they were filming. Uh, they were filming up in like toward the uh, PGE Park area, and then I think they were filming up on the hill at the VA last week. And I think he was there for both days of that. So I'll uh, I'll ask him if he's got uh, anecdotes or observations to share about the filming. Plus, he's going to talk about the Grindhouse Film Festival, which is this weekend uh, at the Hollywood, and then later on in the eight o'clock hour. Uh, we're going to be doing the crew cut, which is the uh, the big head shaving for uh, Motley Crew Crew Fest Two front row tickets. And so I bought a pair of Conair clippers at They're Walgreens last night. If by fancy you mean they guess how much those cost? Um, I don't know, twenty 
25 bucks. That'd be $11 I paid for those. Brand new. So Walgreens, the home of value. This is really heavy. Yeah, I was on the, well, they're not, so they were on the bottom shelf. They were, they were the cheapest things I could possibly find. Here's, I, I can reveal this now. Now it can be told. I was going to use dog clippers just because I don't think I have any extra like human hair clippers at home. But I was on the uh, on the phone with my wife last night. She was, you know, she's in Provo, and so we're uh, she's doing the nightly remind me what it's like somewhere where life doesn't suck call. And I said, uh, "Baby, where are those dog clippers at? I need to uh, I need to use those on a listener tomorrow." And she said, "What are you talking about?" I said, "Ah, never mind. Just uh, but do, you know, do we have Max's hair cutting equipment around here for you know our dog?" And she said, "No, it didn't really work. So I, you know, I got rid of my gave him to Goodwill or whatever. So I was obliged to go to Walgreens, and I walked in, and those were actually uh, they were on sale. And the then, Conair seventeen piece haircut. Kit. I mean. I'm sure it's a fine hair care system, but in addition to already having been the cheapest thing and already having been on sale, they were then discounted, and then they had been discounted again to clearance. And so immediately my wallet said, buy those. And I said, that's a good idea, wallet. So now I have them. So that'll be coming up at 8 o'clock, and I think we're going to end up doing this inside for a couple reasons. A, uh, it occurred to me uh, this morning as I came in that I had no idea how we were going to get power to those things out in the parking lot. We have wireless microphones, but I don't know that we have an extension cord that can go all the way from the studio. Well, we have empty rooms here. Out the door, yes. Down the hall, down the other hall, out the back door. And then Tim and I were observing that it's probably not such a good idea to have you running electrical equipment that's plugged into a power outlet while it's raining outside. Oh, yeah. So that's probably true. That's, uh, I mean, that's all a secondary amazing. concern. All this for $11. They're like combs and scissors. It's the home of value, Sarah. One almost wonders how it's possible that they could sell me that haircutting system for $11. I mean, I'm not saying that there's something wrong with it, although there clearly is. All right. Uh, let's pay a visit to the news desk with uh, your personal savior, Mr. Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning, everyone. I'm not going to talk about the rain this time. There are other things going on. A dead body found floating in the Willamette yesterday by a Rose Festival Coast Guard patrol has been identified. 29-year-old Ruby Smith had been missing since December after slipping off the railing at the seawall. Investigators think she may have clunked her head and was unconscious when she tumbled into the grimy water. Oh, by the way, it is 528. There may be showers today, highs in the mid-70s. Hold on, what the, when you say the seawall, what is that? That's that's the uh, wall when you're walking along in the waterfront. It's called the seawall. It's not really a sea. Wait, so if I'm in the water, on what side of the river? It's the wall facing the river. No, if you go what, down to the waterfront What wall here, are you talking about? The wall, when you're walking <laughs> along the park, there is a wall there. What park? What? The waterfront park. Okay, everyone, everyone stop. We're just using the same three words in different combinations. Do you mean, okay, in other words, you're not talking about, uh, you're not talking about down where, it just, where, the, where the bank just gently slopes down toward the river like if you were toward the Esplanade. No. You're talking about like where the ships uh, yes. will, will dock or whatever, yes. like where they, okay. For some reason, that's okay. called the seawall, even though it's not the sea. Okay, that's I was going to say. So that, that, it's that's, not my terminology. All right. I, okay, so this, is, now, this is like I'm toward that. Uh, what I'm told. This is like that railing that's down by where, uh, like that fountain sort of thing is. And yeah. like there's that monument to the Japanese, the, the, the Japanese uh, citizens who were interned. All right, I know what you're talking about. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, and she clonked her head. Yes. That's the scientific term for that. Yes, it is. Okay. It's the KGW way of doing it. Excellent. Uh, King County has issued a bad cocaine alert. There won't be any more alarm for this, but uh, there are three reports of users becoming deadly ill from contaminated cocaine. Oh, that kind of a I thought you meant it was where, like, you paid for a quarter and the guy only gave you an eighth or something. No, no, this is something different. Okay. Uh, some of the symptoms include skin infection. You, you'll know if you have this. Skin infections. Mm-hmm. As well as mouth and anus sores. 
that's a uh, that's a little known creature from Land of the Lost that it uh, yeah. never quite made the final cut. So if you look have... out, God, it is an anosaur. So what, once you've established that you have any of these things, uh, try returning <laughs> the bad cocaine to your dealer. Hopefully, your money will be cheerfully refunded. Although there's no guarantee to that. And also apologize. Show me those anus wars. Otherwise, no, that we'll never find. I don't know how this works. And apologize to the friend who had to verify that for you. I know. Hey, Bob, is that a, uh, I can't tell. It It, it I, might I need just, a note from your doctor before I even think about this. It might just be some sort of tissue buildup uh, from, you know, the roll. I can't tell. Tissue like toilet tissue. I guess it's a tissue buildup either way when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Why would it? Why would bad cocaine give you? What are you doing with your cocaine? Not you specifically, Tim. But uh, right. what are people doing with their cocaine that you would have anosaurs? I don't know. I don't know what causes that. Doesn't an anosaur sound like it's chasing it Holly into the cave, <laughs> yeah. so to speak? Uh, okay, there you go. Did I mention? Ah, uh, never mind. Never mind. A naked man in his 70s is upsetting the good people of Ashland. He's been traipsing around town for the past few days, leaving little to the imagination. And nobody wants to look at uh, some naked man in his 70s, or a lady for that matter. Uh, He's not breaking any laws because Oregon doesn't have laws restricting nudity. Ashland does have laws prohibiting genital exposure in the downtown area. Well, that's we figured out that that was the deal in Portland. And in Portland, you can actually be topless regardless of gender mm-hmm. or sex, whatever it is, uh, but you cannot be uh, bottomless. You cannot be fully nude, uh, but women may uncover their bosoms. Uh, last year, a w- woman wearing only a G-string paraded around town, and she was no ravishing beauty either. No, we tried to get her on the show, and then we realized. We looked at her uh, her uh, Miss Pace page, and she just seemed like an altogether off-putting woman. I mean, and not just physically. That's always the way it is. People yes. always want to give it away, or people you don't want to look at. Well, Jesus, especially in Ashland. I mean, have you ever spent any time in Ashland? I don't know where that is. Ashland is, I don't know, it's that way. It's, I say, I say pointing at this picture of Byron. to hell. <laughs> Picture of Byron Beck that's on the wall. It's over there toward Byron. That's where Ashland is. Ashland is where they do the. Um, Are those uh, little slips that you tear off his phone number? What is that about? I don't know. There's a. It's a. It's for some sort of a barfly event, I think. And there's a. Uh, there's a photo of Byron on it, but at the bottom, it's got those little. It's like it's the sort of buckskin fringe, but it's at the bottom of a. Uh, it, but at the. It's at the bottom of a help wanted thing at the Safeway, and you can tear off the little piece, and it has the phone number on it. Um, but Ashland is where they have uh, massive renaissance fairs every year. And they have, I think that's where they do the Shakespeare Festival, too, which is really the same thing, regardless of what anybody tries to, to tell you. But Ashland is just full of just hairy-legged women and guys who stink who are all wearing Dr. Seuss hats and riding a unicycle. I mean, it's just the worst place on earth. It's, it's an awful, it's an awful place. Here's Tim Riley. Hyper Taser Watch. Here's your Taser Watch uh, for Friday on the Rick Emerson Radio Show. Oh, let's try that one again. Here's your taser watch for Friday. A Pittsburgh police officer used a taser to subdue a student who scuffled with him at the Penn Hills High School. The officer who was stationed at the school saw a male student walk in a hallway, talking on a cell phone between classes, ordered him to return to class. The student ignored the officer who took him by the arm to escort him to the office, but the student resisted and pushed the cop. The district permits students to have cell phones, but are only permitted to use them during school hours for emergencies. The kid was violating two rules. He should have been in class. And he should have been tucked on the cell phone. And pull up those pants. So to subdue the student, the officer used his taser 
The student was handcuffed as he went down to the ground because he continued to resist. The great thing is I root for no one in this story. Because on the one hand, uh, you've got some motormouth kid who won't hang up his cell phone uh, while walking down. And who I just, because I'm old, I just instinctively dislike. I have no reason. There's like, he's not done anything to me. I'm sure there was no issue. But because I'm a cranky old person and he's a kid on a cell phone, I therefore agree with the tasering. But then on the other hand, we've got some uh, jackass police officer who clearly just can't wait to taser someone, including a high school kid. And the best thing is I actually looked further into the story. I, lo- I, I went to that thing where you, you go to Google News. And what I will do sometimes is I will take a keyword from the story that I know is not likely to be repeated anywhere else, like the name of the high school or the name of one of the people in the story. Mm-hmm. And I'll plug it into Google News, and it brings back every story covering that incident. Oh, that's good. And it's funny because some of them say that the kid, you know, shoved the officer. Some of them say the kid just kept walking. One of them frames it as, quote, the, the kid attacking the officer. And clearly all it was is the guy, it's like that scene in Rushmore where the, the cop just said, hang up your phone, and the kid ignored him. And the cop said, hang up your phone and go back to class. And the kid ignored him. So the cop just took him by the arm, and then the kid shoved him away, and the cop immediately went for the taser, which is awesome. So, I mean, it's awesome and terrible kind of all at once. Uh, the teenager's age and grade level, why would anybody ask his grade level? It was not available. will likely face multiple criminal charges, including a felony count of assaulting an officer. Does it have the part there where the kids uh, complained of dizziness later? He's dizzy and has a headache. <laughs> and was taken to a hospital for treatment. But he minds his manners now. Here's your Taser Watch for Friday on the Rick Emerson Radio Show. Excellent. All right, straight ahead. Here's a, a tease just for you, Sarah. Straight ahead, we have a caller here who will share some facts about hair that will freak you out. It is the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. It is Friday morning. Coming up later on, Cena Radio correspondent Jim Roop will join us by David Carradine, also TMZ.com, and Sarah Dillon shaves a guy's head. Here's Social Distortion. It's the Rick Emerson Show. It's the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us. It is Friday morning. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, you can email if you like. It's rick at rickemerson.com or uh, sarah at uh, kufo.com, tim at kufo.com, or nibbler, N-I-B-L-E-R, at kufo.com. Coming up at uh, 8 o'clock, uh, we'll talk to the finalist uh, for the crew cut contest and so uh, greg nibbler by the way has asked me to clarify uh, that at the end of yesterday's show we went through all of the uh, many 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 entries and we picked the three finalists who are coming in uh, today so if uh, you were contacted by greg nibbler and you were a finalist you know it if not uh, by this much you missed it it's all very sad um however in just a, a few minutes we'll be revealing the next did you see the email that went out about that uh, that trip contest they were doing did you see that no, yesterday I don't think did. okay i'll reveal that here in just one we're going to be giving away something awesome uh, so we'll talk about that in just a moment. Let's take this phone call. Hello. Hi. You're on the Rick Emerson Show. How may I help you, sir, madam, is the case may be? Hello, Rick. I thought I would share a couple of somewhat uh, off-putting facts about hair. This is Andy, the homeschool kid, I say, as though yes. I didn't know. Yes. Hello. How are you today? I am excellent. All right. What's uh, What would you like to share about hair, Andy? Well, first off, uh, hair contains 17% nitro. It has... Realize I can't understand anything you're saying right now. Are you speaking through a sock? Uh, hang on. My phone sometimes has 
Uh, issues? Issues. Yeah, okay. I'll just wait here. Doing nothing in particular. Is this better? Yes, yes it is. Hello, Andy. How can I help you this morning? Uh, I just want to that first off, the air contains 17% nitrogen. Nitrogen. Yes. And 5% sulfur. So, you know, Sarah, have fun with that as you're touching people's hair. Why would... Here's the th- I think you're, supposed to gross? <laughs> yeah, I think you're giving us credit for being way smarter than we really are. Why would Sarah be grossed out by the fact that the hair has nitrogen? Yeah, doesn't, we're, not, we're not science-y, Andy. Isn't stuff made out of chemicals? Doesn't everything have chemicals well, in it? It's more the sulfur part. Why? Hold on a second. Raise your hand if you know why that would be creepy. Anyone? No one understands no. why that would be creepy. Why does Sarah sulfur care that is, hair has sulfur in sulfur it? Sulfur is what's in smoke. Are you trying to? Is this like a lost thing that Sarah's shaving a smoke monster? I don't know where we're, uh, where the smoke where the gross, gross out factor is coming. Smoke is gross. Moving forward, it's also made. Hair is also made up of dead skin cells. Sarah, that's how, pretty gross. How do you think this uh, fared on the classic one to ten scale in well, terms you know, of grossing I, I you love, out? I love Andy, but yeah, I what's, think this. What's going on, Andy? <laughs> I think this failed to contain the punch that you were hoping for, Andy. All right. All right, thank you. I'm sleep deprived. All right, well, better luck next time. All right, thank you. That's uh, Andy, the homeschool kid. Shiny, a slang term for great use in the television series Firefly and the movie Serenity. Here's Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning, everyone. It is 547. There may be showers today with highs in the mid-70s, but not the storm of biblical proportions we had last night. Yes, some media folk acted that way. It did stretch from 500 miles, this storm. Lightning did strike 250 times for those counting. There was a tornado counting uh, warning for Marion County, but no tornado. The lights went off for at least 50,000 people during its peak from 5.30 to 6. Those at the Rose Festival Waterfront Park were told the fun was over. Go home and don't come back. <laughs> and then do you ever start thinking about the fact that, I mean, I don't really understand how, how lightning works. And I, even, I, you know, I was actually, I had to walk to my car at one point, And I found myself doing that thing of walking down the street and as I was walking, I realized that I was sort of creeping lower and lower, like I was sort of pulling myself down to the ground. And so I was, I was kind of doing that Marty Feldman in, uh, in Young Frankenstein thing. Or wait, is it? Am I? Or am I confl- Is it Young Frankenstein where he does the "walk this way" joke? And I, but I'm kind of like pulling myself lower, thinking, you know, this extra four inches will really make the difference when the lightning decides what to hit. Which is sort of like the uh, that is like the electrical equivalent of duck and cover. I mean, that will that will not save you. But you start thinking about all of the towering metal objects that are around you, and then you say to yourself, by God, at least I'm not in a Ferris wheel at the uh, Rose Festival. Because that's, that's probably the least pleasant moment of your life is when you're on the Ferris wheel or that thing that looks like a huge uh, – it looks like a big propeller. You know, It looks like one of those big wind farm propellers and it's just spinning you around. Or that thing that just puts you in a giant rubber band in a chair and just shoots you up into the sky because you realize that you're bolted in by a bunch of metal things. And that there's lightning all around you. So, you know, that'll, that'll add an extra component of thrill to the uh, experience that you perhaps weren't anticipating. Murder charges have been dropped against 18-year-old Todd Rutherford Jr. in connection with the shooting death of Borishell Washington in Raymond Park. That's a gal who was outdoor barbecuing. Evidence proved he was nowhere near that murder site. Oh, sound the trumpets. Trey Arrow is coming home. His many followers will be overjoyed that the eco-terrorist is getting out of the federal pen Monday and will soon take up residence at a halfway house. He was sentenced to 78 months following his conviction of setting fire to cement and logging trucks in the city back in 2001. 
Yakima's banning all see-through clothing and thongs. The new city ordinance refers this to uh, affecting an area of cleavage to the buttocks. This includes coffee stands where young ladies are scantily attired. Is this why the folks of the city? Is that why they're doing this? Because they don't want the sexy baristas serving you coffee? That's correct. By the way, having been to Yakima, I can say that there's almost certainly no one in that town who needs to have parts of their body revealed to anybody outside their immediate family, and probably not even then. That being said, there is here's the thing about you know it's like we had that uh, that Lake Oswego uh, police blotter we were reading from the other day, mm-hmm. and there's nothing like a small town to create all sorts of uh, weird criminal anecdotes. There's also nothing like a small town to create just an army of uh, blue hairs and busybodies who are out there trying to ruin everybody else's fun. When a city like Yakima, and I say city in just in the most elastic sense, is really a place where you need amusements and diversions of all varieties to distract you from the fact that you're waking up every day, breathing uh, air filled with alar, uh, and probably growing a series of tumors inside your head, and also you live in Yakima. As it should be. Time for a penis watch. Here's your penis watch for uh, Friday on the Rick Emerson Show. Take a look at my enormous penis. And my troubles start a melting away. Take a look at my enormous penis. And everything is going my way. This comes to us from Tulsa, as in Oklahoma. Former Creek County District Judge Donald Thompson, known as the penis pump judge, that's what it says on the placard on his door. Convicted <laughs> it's of- like in a little brass plate yeah. on his desk. The penis pump judge is in. He has one of those Velcro name tags <laughs> that he moves from place to place. He was convicted of uh, indecent exposure as a result of masturbating on the bench during trial. He's avoided jail time for a drunk driving arrest this time. He's 62 years old. Arrested by an Oklahoma Highway Patrol trooper around 3 o'clock in the morning. The trooper came upon a vehicle that was stopped on the outside shoulder along the old Creek Turnpike. The car had a flat tire and damage at the driver's side. The trooper said that the driver identified as the good judge had slurred speech, bloodshot eyes, the strong odor of alcohol on his breath. Thompson told the officer he didn't know how the car had sustained damage. He later determined that Thompson had struck a wall. He'd been released from state prison in April 2008 after serving 20 months of a four-year sentence after being convicted of four counts of indecent exposure. He was disbarred. Special Court Judge Carlos Chappelle found Thompson guilty of having physical control of a vehicle under the influence of alcohol and misdemeanor. Thompson also waived his right to a trial and entered a no-contest plea. Thompson uh, is a married and the father of three adult children convicted in September 2006 of using a penis pump while pre- presiding over trials in 2002 and 2003. Well, you were saying yesterday that trials can be a little bit dull, Tim. And they can be, yes. One needs to do something to liven up the proceedings. And he was fined $40,000 for it. <laughs> It's hard to believe that he and would now be. He has uh, to register as a sex offender. Is that true? That seems extreme, doesn't it? I suppose. I mean, I get it. It's hard to imagine how you would go through a day not drunk if your if your name was sort of inextricably linked to the phrase "penis pump judge." That'll uh, that'll make you hit the sauce pretty early. All right. Well, there you go. So uh, don't be that guy, kids. No. no matter how dull the courtroom may be, uh, fight off the urge to sort of jazz things up by getting a sort of penis aid going underneath the bench. Don't do these things. Here's your penis Take watch for Friday. My enormous penis and my troubles start a melting away. I take a look at my enormous penis and everything is going my way. I just got the best email. All right, so this uh, and this is from uh, I think I recognize this guy's name. I won't say it on the air, but I mean it's just this is a name I th- that I think I've seen before. So this is, I, 
a, a longtime listener, so I don't think he's a new uh, stalker of yours, Sarah. Uh, I think he's just writing under the influence of chemicals, and here's what I mean about that. Subject line just says, best day ever. This is from uh, Joe, and it says, I would have, I would have tried, T-R-Y-E-D, to get the front row tickets foe, F-O-E, crew fest, C-R-E-W, F-E-S-T, but I am getting my wisdom teeth pulled. They gave me, this is like E.E. E. Cummings. I am getting my wisdom teeth pulled. They gave me Valium last night. I get to get knocked out, so I could not have Sarah shave my head. But if she need more therapy, with an O, she can come shave head. So signed, Joe. Well, that's too so bad. there you go. I'm awesome. Have my wisdom teeth and, pulled that's too. fantastic. There's a spider on my microphone. What do you mean there's a spider on it's your right microphone? There. There's like a, a spider web, and there's a spider right there. I can't see it. It's right here. I don't see any spider. Okay. Oh, wait. I can see a spider on your microphone. Yeah. Sarah, there's a spider on your microphone. Yeah. Nick, Ted, Jared, there's a spider in the barn. All right. Well, live and let live, I say. Uh, it's 503-228-4101, ladies and gentlemen. Later on, Sarah Dillon will be uh, removing the hair from somebody's head. Not in the parking lot, but we'll do it uh, down the hall in one of our production studios. Uh, because, A, I have no extension cord, and, B, I realized it's raining, and that would probably end in some sort of an electrocution. Yeah. And while HR apparently does advocate you getting in your car and speeding home to your loved ones while Hellwind 2009 is afoot, what they probably don't want you doing is uh, is running those clippers out there in the, uh, the pouring rain. It's 503-228-4101. Straight ahead, we'll talk to Dax Holt from TMZ.com. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. KUFO, Portland. That's right. It is the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Sarah, can you uh, sweeten my microphone? Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, it's 503-228-4101. Uh, you can also email if you like. It's rick at rickemerson.com. Or you can text. It's 52051. Five two zero five one. And speaking of that, all right. Do we have uh, do we have some sort of an announcement bed? No. Some sort of fanfare. Something exciting. Something that'll add a sense of. That's great. Thank you, ladies. Ladies and gentlemen. KUFO could be sending you, yes, you, to London to see the London premiere of Transformers. When did we stop adding numbers to the end of movies when we make a sequel? Things no longer, it's, it's so difficult now. Here's the, here's, let me just say this about this. It's becoming ever more difficult to keep track of what films came out in what order. I mean, you really have to sort of update your mental encyclopedia constantly, make sure that it's up to snuff, because you can no longer count on the title of a film to tell you what number in the series it is. All right, I'll try that again. KUFO could be sending you to London to see the London premiere of Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Now, all you have to do is uh, text the word Fallen, F-A-L-L-E-N, to 52051. That is all you need to do to enter. You just got to text the word Fallen, F-A-L-L-E-N, to 52051, or you enter to win online at KUFO.com. So, again, we could be sending you to London to see the London premiere of Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. All you have to do is text the word FALLEN to 52051 or enter to win online at KUFO.com, and the winner will be notified on June 10th. 
she's going to do that uh, right now, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be uh, reminding you about that uh, a little bit more later on. Uh, we'll uh, uh, go to the uh, phones here in a second, and we'll see what uh, the good people of Portland have to say on this fine Friday morning. Don't forget, in about uh, 15 minutes, we'll talk to Dax Holt from TMZ.com. That'll be at 620 about uh, David Carradine. Jim Roop will weigh in with the latest from David Carradine's agent at uh, 720 uh, today. And then at 8 o'clock, we will begin our crew cut contest. Sarah Dillon, do you have the clippers assembled? I do. I wish I could. Like, there was an outlet over here. Oh, wait. There's an outlet by Tim's uh, feet over there. There's one right you, uh... over here. Wait, let me undo the little... What happened to the spider on your microphone? Did you get rid of it? Did you just squish it? I set it free. And by you... setting it free, I mean I killed it. Okay. Really? Oh. <laughs> you set it free into the arms of Jesus? He's now free to go to spider heaven. All right. And so these are the Conair Clippers that uh, that I bought at Walgreens last night for $11. Do we have the... Hold on. Let's... Uh... All right. So should I turn on? Yeah. Ooh. There we go. Those sound powerful. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. All right. They you... sound really powerful. I'm a little scared of my power right now. I'm just saying. It, are those from the dollar store? <laughs> no, you know they're from the eleven dollar store. They are from the. They are. From, I'm look. I'm sure they're. It's quality American workmanship. I have no doubt about that. But they are from the, the very bottom shelf in the Walgreens hair care aisle. And it says oil blades when using. Uh, I don't think. I think you can disregard that. Okay. Uh, yeah. Instruction books are just sort you of. Can, I, you can bring it into Jiffy. Just blade. subtle suggestions. But yeah, I was gonna, most of those things are just sort of. Those are optional. I find most rules in life. So they were actually the cheapest haircutting implements they had, and then they were on sale, then they had been discounted, then they were on clearance. So this is they, ridiculous. It says, big yellow sticker on the side, important. To function properly, adjustment must be made to power screw. Do not run in bathtub. What is power screw? That doesn't look like a powerful screw. Uh, power screw goes with the Transformers Power Fist toy that I have over here. They, uh, they fight crime together. It's power screw and power fist, solving murders. Uh, Tim Riley, what headlines are we following on this Friday morning? All right. Strong winds, hail, rain, and overreaction raise havoc in the lives of Portlanders. Hung Fu. Now it's believed David Carradine didn't intend to kill himself. He was trying to do something totally different. By the way, I want to say for the record, I tried to make, uh, I was going to make a Hung Fu reference yesterday. And then I thought, uh, here's, it's not, for me? No, see, it's not that it was too soon. I couldn't quite tell if it was funny or not. But, you know, having heard you say just now, I made the wrong choice. It was indeed funny. Well I'll done, I'll Tim. I'll let you read it later. That's right. You know what I did? And I put this, We, if you if you listen in the, like, in middays or afternoons, you may hear my voice sort of pop up from time to time because I cut these sort of teases for the next day's show where I, was, I think yesterday's one of them was, you know, hey, be listening on Friday because Sarah's going to be uh, shaving a guy's head. But I made sure to put on the record yesterday, I said, oh, they killed Bill. David Carradine, blah, blah, blah. I was the first one. I tried to be the, 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 the absolute leader out of the gate with that joke, with the Kill Bill uh, reference. So I mentioned that played all day yesterday because I wanted to be uh, given credit for creating that, uh, that little observation. Here's uh, Tim Riley with more headlines on this Friday. Well, without naming names, President Obama said 9-11 made some Americans act a little bit crazy. A New York City EMT faces criminal charges for taking a picture of a dead body and posting it on Facebook. Oh. Oh. Well, there you go. Uh, well, let's just take some of these calls, shall we? Hello, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show on this Friday morning, sir or madam, as the case may be. Good morning, Rick, Tim, Sarah. It's wonderful to hear your voices. Hello, sir. How are you today? I, I'm, I'm all right. Um, I find myself in uh, my hometown, which is near Sacramento right now, and uh, due to actually that thunderstorm yesterday, I left a little late, so I got here about an hour ago, and I don't want to wake my parents up yet, so I was scanning the radio, and you guys knocked the socks off of everything down here. Well, thank you. When you say you're in your town, a hometown near Sacramento, what town is it specifically? 
That'd be Auburn, California. Tim, Auburn, California. Anything? Yes, sir. Uh, no. How many people live in Auburn, California, sir? About thirteen thousand. So it's a real happening place. Oh yes. What's the five thirty uh, in the morning? What's the biggest industry in uh, in Auburn? Uh, probably meth. <laughs> Excellent. Well, look, I mean, everybody has to specialize in something. That meth doesn't sell itself. Um, so when you say you're scanning the uh, when you're scanning the radio, so are you now? Uh, are, are you able to listen to us there, or are you just scanning the Sacramento radio and then and then giving us a call? Or are you able? Are you listening online or something? I am. Uh, I'm waiting for my parents to wake up so right. I can go uh, take a nap. So you're not uh, you're not listening on your on your iPhone or anything at the moment. No, no, I'm not that technologically advanced. I wish I was. The four minutes I spent on hold was, was glorious, just hearing your voices. Excellent. Well, we try to bring a little ray of sunshine in everyone's lives, no matter where ye may be, sir. Uh, that includes, by the way, the guy from, uh, from New Zealand who just sent me an email a while back yelling at me for talking over the end of the Pink Floyd song, which is sort of confusing because Sarah was making the same, uh, the same note to me as I opened the microphone because we were playing Another Brick in the Wall Part 2, and it ends with what's his name, the schoolmaster screaming oh, that I'll thing. Do it again, yes. Well, and it all, but it, it, it creeps me out uh, because you know, you, if you don't eat your meat, you can't have any pudding, which always strikes me strange. It's like sexual sounding, and I know that it shouldn't be, uh, but it just—it's always weirded me out. But I'm unclear about when I'm allowed to talk at the end of the song. When the song is over. <laughs> but it just—but it—but it cuts off. You know, because that the wall just one song fades into another. No, the whole the way. talking starts, and then it's the dial tone. It's the boop boop. Beep, beep. Like you could have talked over that, but you were talking does it, over the. But does it fade out at the end? Yeah. So it just because I thought it went right into like uh, whatever some other, the other song is. I thought it was like dial tone, dial tone, boom, and then abrupt start to the other thing. Mm. I was trying to spare everybody the sort of uh, you know the jarring sensation I have the song suddenly terminating. Turns out that I in fact exacerbated the problem. So all right, well I apologize. Hey. Yes, sir. When are you hey, back from? Uh, uh, when are you rock more, Rick? Well, thank you. When are you back from Sacramento? Uh, Monday. I'm just watching my uh, little sister graduate high school. All right. Well, uh, congratulate her for uh, you know for all of us here at the Rick Emerson Show and uh, travel safe. Try to uh, try to enjoy life in Auburn to whatever extent that's possible. I'll do my best, sir. Thank you. Thank you, CJ. All right. There you go. That's CJ. Wow. Meet right. PJ and, Souls uh, in person. And uh, PJ Souls in person. In person. Uh, in person tomorrow. Cab Galloway. I'm sorry. Uh, w- wait, where? What? It is the 30th anniversary special screening of Rock and Roll High School. Hold on, everyone, stop. Uh, PJ Souls. I knew you'd be excited about this. Who is it? She played uh, Riff Randall, rock and roller, in, uh, in the Ramones Rock and Roll High School. She was also in the original Halloween, by the way. Uh, she was the hot blonde girl in the original Halloween who is killed by Mike Myers when he uh, comes into the room wearing the sheet and glasses over his, and she thinks that uh, she thinks he's Paul, the boyfriend. Uh, and she's got her hair in those like weird, those like pigtail things. So this is, where is it screening? Tomorrow at 3, Cinema 21. Awesome. The 30th anniversary special. <laughs> I am, uh, I am PJ there. PJ Souls in person. I, is she still, uh, does it have a picture of her now? I've seen a picture of her. She doesn't look anything now like she did then. How, how old would PJ Souls be now? Close to 50, I would imagine. I mean, if you if Halloween came out in 1978, if you figure she was 25 yeah, then. She's in her 50s. So that'd be, she'd be 55. I bet she's still, uh, I she, bet. She looks, it she like she looks pretty good. I bet she's a, I bet she's a pleasant looking woman even now. Uh-huh. All right. Excellent. I'm completely there. All right. That is, uh, that's happening tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Tomorrow. Wonderful. Cinema 21. That's, and I heard a rumor that Cinema 21 might be playing. The Room. Really? Sometime soon. Awesome. I know. All right. So uh, here in just a few minutes, we'll talk to, uh, speaking of all things Californian, we'll talk to Dax Holt from TMZ.com about the latest in the David Carradine case. 
Coming up at 7.20, we'll talk to Jim Roop. Tim Riley returns later in this hour with more news. And uh, at 8 o'clock, the great Motley Crew head shaving begins with uh, Sarah X. Dillon. This is Pearl Jam. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Emerson Show, live from the plushly appointed yet not overly ostentatious studios of Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us today. Tim Riley is tracking the following headlines on your Friday morning. Well, it seems like the German Chancellor Merkel, that lady that used to get back reps from Debbie, doesn't like Obama for some reason. In the meantime, of course, they visit all the tourist attractions like concentration camps and whatnot. And Life Magazine has released brand new pictures of Hitler. By the way, is this the... Uh is this like how that judge we were talking about last hour is always going to be known as the penis pump judge? She's yes. always going to be that chick that George W. Bush was photographed giving a neck rub to? Yep, that's uh, her. I mean, which Other is, than that, she's never said anything or done anything. Which really. is a sort of bad touch. It was a kind of intimate contact for which she was clearly not prepared. And something, uh, as they say, as the kids say on the Internet, do not want. Which uh, is a very frigid woman. And joyless. By some accounts. Really? By whose account? Is this really just by yours? By the account of Tim Riley, she seems to be an altogether loveless woman who is disliked by everyone. Meanwhile, a South Carolina mom is charged with concealing her 555-pound son. <laughs> just, How is that possible? Everybody just insert the joke yourself at home. It's 503-228-4101. Ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, pay a visit to... The seamier side of things with our good friend Dax Holt from TMZ. Uh, hello, Dax Holt from TMZ. How are you today? Good morning, Rick. How's everyone out there? Uh, everyone here is fantabulous, uh, my friend. So th- we were making this observation earlier about David Carradine, which is this, I have always held true to this maxim. I think Bill Maher actually was the one who said this, and I sort of latched onto it because it's. Uh, it, he said that rumors are always true, especially if they are contradicted by a manager or an agent immediately. So as, as soon as like your official PR representative, your flack, says, no, 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 nothing could be further from the truth. And, uh, you know, such rumors are baseless and uh, speculation is unfounded uh, at this time. But, but that's never the case. It's always that that I mean, it's like you can make something true just by having the agent deny it. So it seems to be with some of the more sordid aspects of David Carradine's uh, passing. Uh, what, do, what do we know? Well, right now we're knowing. Okay, so far we, he was found in a closet naked with a rope around his neck, but we're also finding out he also had a rope around his genitals. Well, that's so just... it's looking like this is a complete accidental death. You know, that's what everyone's leaning towards now, that it was not a suicide, but it was accidental, and it looks like there was some kind of maybe sexual thing going on. Do you, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, Normally when we're open around genitals, yes. I, What's really strange is most people go to Thailand to have sex with other people, I, you not would... with themselves in a closet. <laughs> You can do that at home, can't you? <laughs> well, God. I mean, maybe there was nothing good on Cinemax. I, uh, you know, maybe it's like you've already ordered, you've ordered from room service, and you've seen the place where they filmed the movie Chess. I mean, it's like, what else? What else are you gonna do? I guess I'll go back to my uh, my room and put a rope around my junk. What could possibly go wrong? I just think that would be so humiliating for his family. Like that's how you find out that your your husband passed away. Or oh man, it's a. Well, I mean, uh, who knows? Maybe it makes the wife seem much more exotic and interesting than we might have previously anticipated. I mean, who, maybe he was just trying to replicate what it's like to be at home. I, I just don't know. Um, so this, he was filming a movie. Uh, do we know? I mean, do we know where the movie was in terms of progress? I don't know that. No. I mean, most. You know, right now we're just trying to figure out what happened, how it went down. You know, it's 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 not easy working with Bangkok police and 
talking with people halfway around the world, and the story changes daily. But, uh, you know, for sure that's what we know so far. I will say this. If you go to his uh, Wikipedia page, and they, they're using the same photo they were yesterday, I went there as soon as the news broke, and I was just sort of looking to see as it was updated. And there's the occasional amusing edit when they, you know, somebody will post for a moment, and it gets reverted almost immediately. But somebody will stick in something about how he, you know, he was he was killed when his room was besieged by pirates or something. But <laughs> they had this photo of him where he is wearing these sort of Westworld sunglasses. He has these sunglasses. They look like the sunglasses that the line boss was wearing in Cool Hand Luke, just these mirrored, reflecting sunglasses, and he had that mane of silver hair. And even, I think he was 69 when they took that uh, photo, just looked like a badass even then. And as, uh, as a good friend of ours said yesterday, you don't really expect David Carradine to ever die. You assume he's a guy who's just going to live forever. Yeah, kind of like Chuck Norris. You'd be like, "What?" <laughs> exactly. Happens, you know, just no seem, way. You would have fought death till the end. It just <laughs> seems to. Yeah, really, just punching death in the face as he's being dragged down the hall towards his demise. Exactly. All right, Dax Holt from TMZ. Have a good weekend, my friend. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Right, you that is Dax Holt. You can see TMZ TV, uh, eleven thirty at uh, right here in Portland on Fox Twelve. There you go. So, did you see this thing on the smoking gun talking about um, uh, something that? David Carradine's ex-wife filed against him years no. ago. So it says that um, she filed a divorce against him. It says that he had a um, an incestuous relationship with a very close family member. And also, it says she accused him of deviant sexual behavior, which was potentially deadly. Well. There. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, six years ago. She accused him of an, of an incestuous relationship it with a family member? Accused Carradine of uh, deviant sexual behavior, which was potentially deadly, and alleged that he was involved in an incestuous relationship with a very close family member. But, but, I mean, does it say that that was true, or is that just a thing she said? I don't know. It said she added that Carradine and the unnamed relative admitted to the taboo relationship, but that her pleas for him to get counseling in regards to the matter were ignored and he wanted no part in the healing process. Wow, that's weird. Yeah. And that was on The Smoking Gun? Yeah, on The Smoking Gun. It says David Carradine, who has a long history of alcohol abuse arrests and bizarre behavior, was married to Marina for nearly four years. Weird. All that right. is weird. At Potent the time of his hanging, he was working on a film called Stretch. On that note, it's 503-228-4101. Straight ahead, Tim Riley will have more news for the people, ladies and gentlemen. Double Geek Watch still to come. Britney Watch. And by the way, just uh, before we do anything else, do not forget. Don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, because uh, the winner is going to be notified on June 10th for this. But we're going to be giving away a chance for you to go to London to see the premiere of Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. All you got to do is uh, it's very easy. You can do it right now. All you, you can do it with one hand, really. You just got to go to uh, uh, KUFO.com and enter online, or even easier, just text the word FALLEN, F-A-L-L-E-N. Text the word FALLEN to 52051. That's our uh, text contact number here at KUFO. You just text the word FALLEN to 52051. The winner's going to be announced on June 10th. You could be going to London for the premiere of Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. So uh, do that now, won't you please? Coming up at 8 o'clock, Sarah Dillon shaves a guy's head. Before that, yes. though, Jim Roop at 7.20 with more David uh, Carradine news. At 7 o'clock, we'll have a review of Land of the Lost from Aaron Geek in the City Duran, and we'll talk about the Grindhouse Film Festival coming to Portland tomorrow. It's really going to be an exciting couple of days. All right. Here's the, uh, I sound really, really white. It's got a great groove, and I can bug out to it. The Offspring on Rock 101 KUFO. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. It is the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us. It is Friday morning here in beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. It is uh, 503 Am I really low or is the music really loud? What? Right. What? 
Who? Uh, it's 503-228-4101. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, coming up at 7 o'clock, our good friend Aaron Duran will be here to review Land of the Lost, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, also, uh, our friend Siegfried will talk about the Grindhouse Film Festival, which is uh, coming to uh, the Hollywood Theater tomorrow, featuring, I think, I can't remember if it's Slumber Party Massacre or Nail Gun Massacre. It's one of the two. Uh, not to be confused with the Toolbox Murders, uh, which was the last time they did this, which, by the way, the Toolbox Murders is a totally misleading title. It, in fact, it's Toolbox Murder. Uh, there's it's simply, and it's not even with the toolbox. It's with the tool contained within the box, I suppose. He opens the box, he gets out the tool, he commits the murder. Bada bing, bada boom. There's, there's no murdering with the toolbox, and there's only one anyway. And it stars Will from Land of the Lost. Anyway, so that's all coming up at 7 o'clock. Jim Roop from CNN Radio Los Angeles at 720 with the latest on the David Carradine uh, thing. And at uh, 8 o'clock, Sarah Dillon's going to be uh, shaving a guy's head for uh, Crew Fest tickets. So we've got a pair of front row tickets to Crew Fest 2, which is happening July 28th, part of KUFO's Summer of Rock. So we're going to be filming this? Uh, the, the actual head shaving? Yeah. Yes. Yes, we are. So Because the, the deal is so we have three finalists coming in. We'll talk to each of them just uh, you know, get a feel for who they are as people. And tell us about your hair, won't you please? And then we will uh, randomly select one of them. Uh, that so uh, the person. the person with the prettiest hair? Yes, I in fact, you, <laughs> you should. In fact, you should really be required to pick the person with the prettiest hair, okay. um, just like in Flowers in the Attic. Uh, and then, uh, we, then we will do uh, the uh, the whole clipping and the shaving and the whatnot. Uh, so that's uh, coming up at uh, eight o'clock today, ladies and gentlemen. By how, the way, how are we going to determine like who is the winner? I think they should have to roll Shambo for it. Hey, incidentally, uh, just, I wrote this down during the last break. Sarah said this quote: "Do you ever have a problem when one of your eyes is blinking slower than the other one?" End quote. Tim. I, I never, I never pay any attention to my eyes blinking. No, and I think I speak for everyone when I say no, and also. But how about, when I'm tired, one of my eyes blinks slower. Really? Mm-hmm. So you're sort of, but it, it, so it's like a. Like today, this my right eye's a little wonky, and I don't know why. So it's like, it, it's like a, a not concurrent. What's the word? Like consecutive winking yeah, that you're like, doing almost, like yeah. a bump bump. Uh huh. That's odd. Has that always been the case? Yeah, when I'm really tired. That's just strange. It I think your strange. brain is wired a little oddly. I don't know that that's supposed to happen. Is that surprising? I'm just, you know, all right. At the uh, news desk, ladies and gentlemen, your personal savior, Tim Riley. In the news with Tim Riley. Good morning, everyone. It is 6.39. Maybe some showers today. Highest in the 70s. This just in. AP says GM will sell its satin brand, Saturn brand to Roger Penske. Uh, the Penske Auto Group, you see yeah. Penske this, Penske that everywhere. So he's some uh, rich guy. He is a former race car driver and a dealership chain owner. So he will become the new owner of Saturn. Well, at least it's not going away. That because that would just the thing about it is it's just psychologically unsettling for all of these car brands. Because Saturn, I mean, the people think of that as a relatively new car company, but they've been around for like twenty years almost. Mm-hmm. It, I think it's just, I think it is jarring to the American psyche. To just have all of these established car brands suddenly gone. I mean, just that you read like like with Pontiac, where there's Pontiac is just no more, uh, and Pontiac is a very big part of the American uh, automotive tapestry. It's a big part of the cultural landscape. And when you just pick up the newspaper and they've just like turned the whole thing off, it just it freaks you out a little bit. And it looks like that debris found in the ocean up Brazil is not. That of the uh, missing down aircraft. Just That's so it makes so you wonder weird. who does it belong to. That was my thing. I and don't why even. Why is nobody saying that there's something else missing out there? That's my deal. Like I don't even hmm. drugs. How do I? How do I? How do I put this? It's not. I mean, I was gonna. It's not that. It's not that I don't care about the Air France plane. That's the wrong way to put it. But it's like, I guess what I'm saying is to me that's way less compelling than this other debris. 
Because you figure, that, look, the ocean's a big place, the plane is real small, and it's out there somewhere, and they'll find it, or or not. I mean, it, it crashed, and they haven't found it yet. That's to, it's not. I'm not trying to make light of it. I'm just saying, like, that's not a mystery. I mean, you lost something real small inside something real big. You're not going to find it for a while if you ever do. This is even stranger, though, because it's debris of a size and amount that would make them think it's this huge airliner, and yet it was apparently just not ever noticed or missing before this. Well, here's something rather unnerving. We all have dogs that don't behave as they should from time to time. But a Hayward, California woman is dead after her pit bull dragged her in front of a train. <laughs> wow. Yes, they were walking close to the tracks when the barriers came down, but the dog would have nothing of it. He dragged the woman in the path of a train, and they were both killed. How... But, I mean, this is an Amtrak oh. train. How big is the dog? How small is the woman? And why didn't she let go of the leash? It's a 100-pound pit bull. And apparently, the leash was tangled around her hand. Oh. Mm. Uh, well, why was the... Was See, he, pit bulls will kill you in more ways than one. Why was... Why did the pit bull cross the tracks? I don't know. <laughs> the, okay, the that do, was the, kind of funny because the, the joke the was totally is, blunted off there at the end, and there was no punchline. I know. The dog is no longer on to question. But, I mean... I'm trying to understand this. So they're walking toward the train tracks. Do you suppose, I say trying to get inside the head of a pit bull, I mean, is the deal that the dog was trying to get to the other side of the train tracks to get out of harm's way and didn't realize, the dog misjudged the distance, he misjudged the timing? Yes. Or the weight of the train. I mean, that seems like that must be what it is. Like the dog is thinking, there's a train coming, I'll just get to the other side. What could possibly go wrong? But the dog... Had no sense of spatial relations because, you know, it's got a brain the size of a pea. Mm-hmm. And didn't really figure out that it was dragging this owner thing behind it. And the owner, which it probably viewed with distaste anyway, uh, because Pitbulls, despite Don Taylor's protest to the uh, to the contrary, Pitbulls do seem to go uh, a little bit uh, bonkers every now and again. Yeah, I know. It, it, and Pitbull owners always say it's the other dog's fault. No, it's, uh, they're misunderstood creatures, Tim. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about the rain. Yes, we're all still alive. Severe thunderstorms, strong wind, hail, and other overreaction fueled a ride home of terror yesterday. Why, there was one employer we even know of that told all its employees to go home in the heart, right in the heat of the storm. I'm glad I don't work for that company, Tim. I know. It's because they care. So the uh, most of the storm hit the Portland metro area around 530 to 6. At least 50,000 were without power. Still 7,000 people are without power right now. The Woodburn School District was forced to cancel its graduation ceremony. Meanwhile... Apparently, the kids in Woodburn got bored and decided to have a street brawl. It involved about a dozen roughnecks. One was even a 13-year-old girl. 19-year-old Michael Costambro was stabbed. Sticks, bats, and bottles were involved. Police recovered a bloody knife, and six people were arrested. You say sticks, spats, and bottles? Sticks, bats, and oh, bottles. I'm picturing Scrooge, Ma- Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> They're taking off his footwear. <laughs> we should laugh about that. <laughs> What shouldn't we laugh about? Oh, I don't know. Nothing really. Hey, kids want to hit each other in the face with bottles? Have at it, jackass. I well, don't that's care. because they didn't have the graduation ceremony. And also because you live in Woodburn. Uh, hello, hi. You're on the Rick Emerson Show, sir or madam, as the case may be. Rick, it's Eastman. Eastman. Hello, sir. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. This is uh, Eastman, alias Noah, in Buffalo, New York, correct? Right. Formerly of Buffalo. I'm now back in the New York City area, but it doesn't matter. Just know the East Coast. That's all that matters. And just, uh, by the way, uh, for those who are uh, maybe new to the program or have uh, just found us when we moved to KUFO, so uh, Noah alias Eastman, which is a reference to Mystery Science Theater 3000, uh, the movie, because Eastman came out of the East to do what? 
Battle with the amazing Rando. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, so you've been calling this show, you've, you've been calling this show off and on for how long now? Is it over a decade? Well, it's close to. I started just when I was graduating. From, you once made the joke that people would enter high school and be done by the time we've been talking. Now, I can say someone entered high school, went through all of it, graduated, went through four years of university in the time I've been calling. Jesus, I'm old. All right. What, uh, what brings well, you to the show today, I feel sir? older, too, now. It, it happens. Are you, are you on a speakerphone or calling from inside a sarcophagus? Oh, I'm just hiding outside of work in the hallway. Let me move back to somewhere better with less of an echo. Excellent. All right. How can I, uh, how can I help you today, sir? I came to your class the other day. I saw the interview with the programmer, the lead programmer of the Oregon Trail. And yes. It was so ironic because I'm a huge fan of the game, and I was just thinking about it when I went to your site. It was awesome. Yeah, the, uh, we did an interview with a guy named Don Rawich. He is the, uh, the lead designer and programmer for the original uh, Oregon Trail game. And it, I had, and I was, well, as I said in the interview, I was talking to some people on a few weeks ago, and it turned out that everybody, even people who were in their mid-20s and lived you know, like in places like Florida, where they'd grown up there, they had played it, and I went online, and I found the guy, and he came on, and it was a, fan it was a fantastic interview, just amazing, and it turns out that, coincidentally, this is the 40th anniversary uh, of the release of that game, or the creation of the game, anyway, and so, yeah, it was, it was really a, d quite, quite really stellar. Old. Yeah, it was quite a stellar interview, and that's uh, KUFO.com, uh, if anybody wants to hear that, so, excellent. It was, it was really, really cool, now, I'm so old, I remember playing both versions, the ones you spoke of, at summer camp, I'd have to type in Wham, and I played the graphic one in school, my girlfriend's Canadian. She lives in Ontario. She's played it. People in Saskatchewan have played it. They played it all across Canada. I'm out in the east. I'm way further east of Independence, Missouri, and I played it. Oregon Trail is the thing that binds all of humanity together, sir. All right. Excellent. I will, uh, I will let you get back to work. Stay in touch and uh, do, continue to do your once-every-few-months call so I can continue to track the progress of my age into, uh, you know, as I become elderly. Rick, check your email. I sent you a link with some cool links you can post on the site if you want. It's just things like emulator to play it on the modern day computer and some funny youtube clips about oregon trail awesome all right excellent thank you my friend later go. east man vanishing back into the east all right there you go that's uh, Noah. that guy uh, started calling me when he was a junior in high school i think and so now he is i think he said he's he's, uh, he's 28 or something now wow. so jesus i'm old here's tim riley new jobless rate figures are out 9.4 percent that's the highest in 25 years employers are in no mood to hire so don't well, don't get rid of your job, regardless of what you're doing. Employers cut 345,000 jobs last month. But that is the view since September. That's because there's nobody left to get rid of, right. basically. So, uh, let's see. We have a couple of New York stories here you are sure to enjoy. First, a former Staten Island, New York EMT facing criminal charges. We're taking a picture of a corpse and putting it on Facebook. Staten Island DA David Donovan calls this incident uh, rather distasteful. I think it's just a callous act when you have a family who's already suffering from the murder of their daughter uh, for someone who's supposed to be a professional, who's there to provide emergency medical help to someone in need, would take it upon themselves to, to photograph uh, the deceased. I guess nobody could argue with that, really. A Long Island convenience store owner who made headlines earlier this week when he gave a would-be robber some money and a loaf of bread is now in trouble himself. Mohammed Sohail has been cited for violating state business laws. D.A. Thomas Spotter says six smoking bongs, smoking pipes, and smoking screens have been taken in from his store during a big sweep. So while I may respect the fact that he did something courageous on one occasion, nonetheless, I am absolutely convinced that he also was violating the general business law.
I know it's wrong that everybody from New York sounds like one of the Jerky Boys characters to me recently. But you know, I hadn't even really made that connection until you mentioned the Jerky Boy. I had, they were so far down in the deep storage compartment of my brain, I hadn't thought about about the Jerky Boys. Is that where are they? I'm gonna, you know, in real time, I'm gonna Wikipedia the Jerky Boys right now and find out what they're doing. But that guy, he also sounds. Like the, the, my name is Sal Rosenberg. My ass is on fire. It's that guy. And I don't remember what led him in that particular bit to use that phrase when he said, my ass, it's burning up. Everybody that we've played from New York this week sounds like that guy to me. So they have the storekeeper on a surveillance tape selling these bongs to undercover police officers and explaining to them how to grow marijuana. It was he who was on, behind the counter on all three occasions. Awesome. All right, let's see here. Um, Look at this, Rick. Players. Yes. They're coming out with a new album. Really? full-length prank call CDD. It's or CDD. CD uh, is scheduled for a release sometime in 2009. The Jerky Boys continued as a solo act featuring only the one guy after the other guy quit. Going on hiatus after 2001. Uh, the project was resurrected, remains active today, blah, 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 blah. There you go. Tim, how many, uh, how many albums do you think the Jerky Boys have sold? Oh, my gosh. I have no idea. Eight million. They're loved by a million. <laughs> they really are. Excellent. Well, good for them. All right. Uh, by the way, uh, don't you like seeing this? Don't you like seeing the sort of sorted behind-the-scenes um, goings-on of people that... It's not that they're not famous. I and mean, again, they, you know, I haven't sold 8 million records. But it's... That, like, you don't really ever think that they're important enough to warrant, like, a uh, you know, like a behind-the-music or a biography or something. Well, like the David Hasselhoffs of the world. Yeah, but, but you read this, uh, where it says, In 2000, tension between the jerky boys developed, purportedly because of professional jealousy on the part of Kamal. <laughs> According to unconfirmed reports, Kamal felt he was not as recognized as much as Brennan. So, uh... Come, the ideas for Kamal's characters were mostly based uh, from Brennan. Kamal passed a note down to the manager who passed it to Brennan. Kamal had decided to quit the group. Whatever. It's, you know, I've already quit caring. But, I mean, who, who knew that there was professional tension on the part of Kamal and Brennan? Oh, and this is just sad. Did you read the next sentence? No. Kamal released a solo album called Once a Jerk, Always a Jerk. I sold like gangbusters, I imagine. That's great. Somebody should do... It sounds very creative. Somebody should do a completely disproportionate documentary about the Jerky Boys. I mean, just some sort of Martin Scorsese shine a light uh, uh, type project. Where you, where, you know, where it's nigh, like a Ken yeah. Burns sort of a thing. Well, like Jerky Boys? That scares me when you're boys? thinking the same thing at the same time as I am. Where it's, it's just time for one of us to leave. Where it's just lots of, where it's just lots of harmonica music in sepia-toned photographs of the Jerky Guy, like, picking up a phone and, you know... That's extremely scary. <laughs> when you think of the same thing at the exact same time as I think about it. And then and then you get Sam Elliott to narrate it. And then one day, history was made. Hello, my name is the Egyptian magician. You know, and then, and then they just plays like a ragtime piano solo. And then they ask for your money in a tote bag. Here's Tim Riley. Oh, Susan Boyle has just been freed from the crazy house in London. Everybody run! But she's lined up a whole bunch of things. She's going to uh, perform for the president, Larry King, and Oprah. The big three. Maybe she'll crack on national television. How satisfying would that be? Oh, maybe that's already planned. Um, the, she does have that sort of. She seems to have a little bit of that, um, a little bit of that Sid Barrett thing, uh, uh, you know, going on. Like sort of a Sid Barrett, like if Sid Barrett were to put on a wig and a dress, uh, you know, and and also be alive, he would. They have kind of that same, like the thin veneer of sanity over just like a raging crazy house of uh, of weirdness going on inside there. Uh, let's do uh, like one more here. Did you have? Corpse Watch. Okay, is this? I was going to ask. Uh, it, we have a Corpse Watch, and then later on, I think there's a Geek Watch because yes, I went. There is. It's on top of the stack. And I just got because I got another Microsoft story that just sort of came across the transom here. But uh, this is your Corpse Watch for Friday. I'm digging up bones. I'm digging up bones. Zooming. 
Wow, here's Tim Riley with your Corpse Watch for Friday. A South Carolina funeral home is closed after dismembering a corpse to fit in the casket. The South Carolina Funeral Board has revoked the licenses of an Allendale funeral home and funeral director accused of cutting off the legs of a man too tall to fit in his casket. The Board of Funeral Service voted Monday to revoke the funeral director Michael Cave's license and the license of Cave Funeral Services. <laughs> Following this investigation, according to documents, a funeral home employee used it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you just, in my head, I'm just hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> Sound. A funeral home employee used an electric saw to cut off James Hines' <laughs> lower legs to fit in a casket, which was he was too tall for. The body of James was exhumed back in March after investigators what? acted on a tip that his legs were cut off in 2004 after he was buried. So he probably bragged about this during a card game to somebody. <laughs> did I ever tell you about that time? Boy, you think you have troubles. No, no, no. Did I? No, seriously. Did I ever tell you about the time I had to use a table saw on this guy? I had to put him into 15 different Ziploc bags before I could get him into the coffin. Well, the family requested a larger casket because uh, Heinz was six foot seven and couldn't fit in a normal one. A former employee of K Funeral Services says Heinz was too tall for the casket he paid for before his death, and the funeral service didn't want to pay for a larger casket. Well, I mean, if they don't, wait, 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 you said the funeral, so the family didn't want to pay for a larger casket. It said the funeral home didn't want to. No, it said the funeral home didn't want to pay for a larger casket. So apparently, they, the family gave the funeral home the money for the casket. Ah, and so, but, but any sort of upgrading due to size, well, you know, they should tell the family that at the outset. They should just say, like, look, he's yeah. a. You know, he's a, he's a big, tall bastard, so you're going to have to pay a little bit more. That's just the way it goes. And they've been fined a whole $1,500 for this. <laughs> now they're going to do it again. Are you just, I mean, I'm just wondering, like, did they just have an electric saw just sitting around? I mean, what was the, I would like to know all the many steps that led to this. For example, I mean, so they're in the back, and they say to themselves, okay, well, let's uh, lift this guy up, put him in the casket, all right, on three, one, two. And they put him in, and they go, wait, hold on. Nope. Wait. Now, let me see if I can just, and then maybe maybe they were just sort of pressing down, just seeing if they could, hold on, maybe we could just wedge him in. No, 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 what if you just, uh, like, what if you just uh, bend him at the knee a little bit? And at what point, like, what other steps did they try, first of all, before they went to, let's get an electric saw? Maybe they tried an axe. Who's, whose saw was it? Did they have to draw lots to see who had to do that? And is it one of those, like, skill saws that you hold near, like, with the, 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 the round blade, or do they have to get a table saw of some kind? Jesus. It is troubling, isn't it? And do you do that, I mean, is there, like, is there like some sort of a, like you take that out back to the garden shed or something where there's just like an easy hose off afterwards? That's a disturbing story. All right, there's your corpse I'm watch for Friday. Coming up here in just a few moments, we'll have Aaron Geek in the city, Duran, who will weigh in with his Land of the Lost reference, and uh, we'll talk a, a bit about the Oregon Grindhouse Film Festival, which is coming to the Hollywood Theater tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Now, maybe at 7.20, Jim Roop will tell us the latest on the David Carradine case, and at 8 o'clock, the great head shaving will take place uh, for front row tickets to see Motley Crue as part of Crew Fest 2. Here's Jet. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. UFO Portland.
is the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Good morning to you. It's Friday. It's 503-228-4101. 503-228-4101. You can also email if you like. It is rick at rickemerson.com. Or you can text. You can text at 520 And don't forget, now, 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 as of this very instant, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you can be texting the word FALLEN, which is F-A-L-L-E-N, FALLEN, Five two zero five one for your shot at a uh, flyaway to London to see the premiere of Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen. Winner's going to be announced on June tenth. You can enter online at kufo.com or you can text the word "fallen" to five two zero five one, and we're going to be sending a KUFO listener to a uh, London premiere for Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen. Uh, we'll be talking about Land of the Lost here in just a moment. I guess Aaron is actually boarding a plane. As we speak. Uh, so uh, we'll be talking to our good friend Siegfried, who's here to talk about the Grindhouse Film Festival and who's also seen uh, Land of the Lost and uh, who might possibly uh, be able to give us some insight into uh, the filming of that uh, untitled. Is the name of it actually the Untitled Crowley Project? Like that is the title? Yeah, that's what the paychecks say. Yeah, it's Untitled Crowley Project. and yeah. Excellent. All right. So we'll have, uh, I more. it's going to be Crowley. So we'll do more on that here in just one second. Is that the movie that, where they wanted extras to work for nothing? I do believe that is the case, Tim. Not that you have anything to do with that, Siegfried. <laughs> Slave driver. Tim Riley's tracking the following headlines on this Friday. Strong winds, hail, rain, and overreaction raise havoc in the lives of Portlanders. It was a major storm. You know, I've been here for 25 years, and I've never seen anything quite like this. Everyone stay in your homes. All CBS employees, leave immediately. I'm trying to find that email to see what time it went out. I think it was at around... I don't know, maybe like 4 o'clock or so, 4.15. It was right around the time that every single news network was saying, no, 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 board up your windows. Find a fruit seller if you've got it. Say goodbye to your loved ones. Heal all those old personal wounds. The, it was just sort of, mend every fence you've got. The end is nigh. The seventh seal has been broken. Toads are falling from the sky. And then an email appears on my BlackBerry from Mike Noel saying, all CBS employees should get in their cars, get on the road now and go home. Leave the office, whatever you must do. Get in your vehicle and uh, get on the road. Make sure you're hit by the awning on the way out as it's torn from the foundation. <laughs> in other news, President Obama speaks some Muslim. Assalamu alaikum. Hakuna <laughs> <laughs> Matata. That is awesome. Did he really? Was that actually uh, Obama? Yes, it is. Because I didn't. I only saw. When I say I only saw bits and pieces, it makes it seem like the whole thing wasn't somehow available to me, and it was. It really just means that I, I didn't care enough to watch it, and so I kind of skipped through, and I would hit that, because the TiVo has that 30-second skip. And so I would skip through, and I would stop, and I would watch about 14 seconds to see if there was anything inflammatory being discussed, and then there never was. And so that I would just go all the way to the end when Anderson Cooper does the, uh, you know, the, like the, the wacky animal picture. All right, uh, Tim Riley's tracking these stories as well. Oh, and the actual mom admits she screwed up. Having too many children, a Kentucky pastor wants everybody to bring a gun to church. Excellent. Guns for all. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, okay, so Aaron Geek in the city Duran, boarding a plane right now, uh, not able to weigh in the land of the lost, uh, but our good friend Siegfried uh, is here. And Siegfried, we'll back up. We'll, uh, we reference you probably 9,000 times a year, but I don't think we've ever actually sort of give the background on... Yeah, um, James Lipton, um, uh, who is Siegfried, and how is it you came to be in the business of He's film? quite interesting. But you are uh, working right now in some capacity on the Untitled Crowley Project, which is the Harrison Ford, uh, Brennan Fraser thing. Uh, correct. And you also lit uh, Jennifer Aniston uh, when she was uh, here filming Management. That's correct, yeah. And did you... <laughs> yes, Senator. 
Are you, this is like to are, tell the truth. Are you becoming a <laughs> are you Bob Collier? Turning into Michael Corleone. I have did no you, recollection, Senator. Did you say that Tim's head actually is visible in the movie management? Yeah, it's totally it's totally there. It was that yeah, a whole scene, but yeah, Jennifer Aniston's big like parade float head takes over like <laughs> over in the scene. And uh yeah, so you can see like it's like a split second and then most all you see is like Tim Riley's little hand. In dirty fish tank. Kind of playing with Is it what what is this scene? Are you at a lunch counter? It's at that uh, Chinese restaurant, that divey Chinese restaurant. That's supposed to be in Arizona, but it's actually in Aloha. Which uh, <laughs> I wonder if their business has gone up. Are they as seen in management? Yeah, yeah. It so it has to be because it's yeah because it's I, in and it's bad area. Well, and your and your car, uh, Tim, is seen in the movie, which is the sort of the For reason. Like Thirty seconds. It's a long, lingering uh, it's, shot it's of your sitting automobile. Sitting in front of the divey Chinese restaurant. Excellent. Well, see, glamorous. Now, but now it's repeat business. Now you have to go back and watch it again so that you can see the uh, the glimpse of your head yeah. before Jennifer Aniston just looms into the frame and covers everything. Ruins the whole thing. <laughs> Blocks it all out. Now Tim said that she was actually very uh, beautiful in person, which and I was sort of unclear about you know because sometimes with celebrities you see them like Cameron Diaz. I mean, it's just a whole lot. You of, could a, put one hand around her waist. Is she? Is she a small? Is she a tiny woman? She was. Yeah. 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 She's really tiny. Right. Yeah. It's really weird because the first time I saw her, um, I was like fooling around with some electrical cables, and I look up, and it's Jennifer Aniston's rear end that was right in my face, and so my friends were all like laughing at me because I had no idea that she was standing in. Front she of was her. giving you the the Sasha Cohen. Yeah, you were yeah, completely was, oblivious. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and are, like yeah. are uh, Harrison Ford and Brendan Fraser are they in? Uh, like a lot of these uh, shots that they've because they were doing a thing up on the hill, like at OHSU or the VA or something up there. Yeah, right now Harrison Ford's away, so that's yeah, it's all Brendan Fraser and and the uh, wheelchair kids. And they did one, they did one. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna. My punk band will be called that. <laughs> the wheelchair kids. Uh, and then, around. And they were and they were at uh, and they were at Oaks Park doing something there as well. Yeah, doing a little skating action and uh, yeah, celebrating a birthday party that's only gonna be like a 20 second shot. You know what's weird is that everybody has the Harrison Ford sightings, but nobody has a Brendan Fraser sighting. He's a pretty cool guy. He's really neat. Um, we were shooting one scene where he was, uh, we we're in like a, um, it, we had some security cameras kind of watching the area because he couldn't, we couldn't, the crew couldn't be where he was because it was kind of an isolated area. Right. And um, he just like dropped trow and just, he was like, just like Munda. <laughs> Look at my junk. Yeah. He was just, uh, it was kind of a funny thing, but he's really outgoing and Harrison Ford was really cool and really nice. Excellent. So, All right. Uh, so let's talk about two things. One, uh, Land of the Lost. So you did see Land of the Lost and I know, and I'll just actually, I'll bottom line Aaron's review. I was, uh, Aaron and I were uh, texting uh, back and forth yesterday. Texting? Trying to, yes. <laughs> I was, uh, we were, it was a tribute to David Carradine, <laughs> oh. but, um, but we were talking about Land of the Lost and I said that I, I'm a huge fan of the original series, and we uh, I had the great opportunity to talk to Sid and Marty Croft earlier this week. And they're just such great guys. I mean, they, they're they sort of like Statler and Waldorf from The Muppet Show, who are those old guys in the balcony that are heckling, crossed with Randolph and Mortimer Duke from Trading Places, where they're just sort of grumpy and curmudgeonly, you know, sort of bickering all the time. But, but Marty, uh, I think it was, actually said the greatest thing at the end of the interview. He goes, look, I gave you years of entertainment. You owe me. Buy a ticket, you <laughs> bastards. You know, And I feel like I want to see it to support them. But I just had such reservations about the film. And, and Aaron uh, said that, that he didn't care for it. And he said he didn't like the fact that it was played for such broad laughs. Uh, that he thinks it should have been more thrilling. They should have gone more for just a straight adventure uh, route. But I know you uh, you liked it. I liked it. It was more a Will Ferrell, uh, Danny McBride, especially vehicle um, compared to like than Sid and Martin Croft. It was uh, if you like really were a hardcore Sid and Martin Croft, uh, I think you'd be a little bit disappointed. But um, I think you'll 
you'll enjoy it, but it, it'll be less so if because you'll take it. You it's take more it of a Will Ferrell movie than it is a, yes. a Land of the Lost yes, film. Exactly. It is a it's a Will Ferrell movie that happens to be Land of the Lost. Exactly. It's like in the set. Yeah, they just dropped on Will Ferrell like boom in that cool set. Uh, Grindhouse Film Festival tomorrow, Hollywood Theater. Yes, uh, tomorrow um, through the tenth, um, we're doing uh, two films. Um, we have Lady Terminator, um, which um, and a. Um, Double feature with Slumber, Slumber Party Massacre. And Lady Terminator is a great Thai movie, just like, you know, um, everything Thai, like David Carradine. Um, you know, but um, they're weird people. And they have this um, great film where um, this lady, it's a total ripoff of Terminator, except this lady's got a um, snake in her. Um, in an area. Ear, ear, yes. High and, heel? Yes, in her high heel, Tim. Exactly. And it uh, shoots out and uh, attacks. Um, <laughs> she can slay. Hold on. Let me just, let's back up here. Let me just. So Lady Terminator features a woman who has a snake concealed. Like it's on the soup. That's a phrase I don't want to use. Oh, it's, sorry. In conjunction with the snake, especially. Oh. But she's got it concealed in what we might call a uh, uh, an intimate place. Exactly. Uh, Holy is the holies. Yes. And, uh, and, then, and then violence ensues. And then Slumber Party Massacre, which I have not seen since probably... I mean, I don't know when it came out, but I think I saw that maybe in the mid-80s. Yeah, I mean, that one I haven't seen yet, so I'm really, really behind. It's but, awesome. Uh, well. I mean, it's terrible, but it's awesome. Uh, my uh, friends and I used to do this thing where we would go and we would rent, like, nine, like, bottom shelf. I mean, literally on the bottom shelf down where it was, like, I mean, it was just that and, like, Nail Gun Massacre and Sorority Babes at the Slimeball Bolarama. And we would just get the whole stack and we would just take them all on home. Uh, so it's at the Hollywood Theater. Start tomorrow. Goes all the way through the tenth. Yeah, I want to highlight mostly Saturday. It's really great because um, it's just you know that's her opening night there, and um, it's going to be at the Clinton Street, not the Hollywood. Oh, so, I'm sorry. So, but uh, we've been at the Hollywood a lot, but uh, we're kind of this is kind of a new route. This is where we're taking it. This is more '80s. They're not totally grindhouse movies, but we're kind of presenting them, and uh, they're um, yeah, it's going to be um, at the Clinton Street, seven o'clock, and uh, and. If you're like you know out of work, this is great because it's very cheap, and you can buy a lot of beer at the Clinton Street and drink it, and get drunk and and enjoy the films. So. Excellent. There you go, uh, Siegfried. Thank you so much for uh, spending okay. these uh, few moments with us, sir. Very introspective. That's when I put my stack of index cards down on the table. It's the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Straight ahead, Jim Roop gives us the latest on uh, David Carradine. It seems like I could be making some sort of Taiwan on joke. Well, now they say. <laughs> His hands were tied behind his back. There was a yellow nylon rope around his neck and a black rope around his genitals. Wasn't it in Bangkok? One night in Bangkok. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. Here's Motley Crue. It is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. That is Motley Crue. That's from Dr. Feelgood. Don't forget it. Crew Fest 2, which is happening July 28th, ladies and gentlemen. They're going to be performing Dr. Feelgood all the way through front to back in its entirety, which is the first time they have ever done so. Uh, tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Find out more at KUFO.com. And uh, coming up in the next hour, uh, Sarah Dillon's going to shave off a guy's hair. That'll be happening uh, live on the air down. Uh, we'll be doing there, it down the hall. Here it is. Listen. You should just touch it to the microphone. Just a yeah. Uh, so uh, it will be uh, broadcasting that. We'll be filming it. will be on, uh, online, all that. And that's for the uh, front pair of tickets to Crew Fest 2. So that's all coming up. It's 503-228-4101. Let's pay a visit to Los Angeles now, shall we? With CNN radio correspondent to the stars, James Roop. Hello to you, sir. How are you today? Welcome to Los Angeles. Yes. 
How's uh, life? Uh, how's uh, how are things, my friend? Things are very good. Let's uh, let's plunge into this David Carradine story, which seems yeah. to just—I mean—you can't even get a hold of it. You know what it's like? This David Carradine thing is like uh, it, its like one of those little uh, like sponge capsule toy things you buy your kid, and he puts it in the bath, and then it goes and it turns into like a stegosaurus or something. Yeah. It just every time you look, this story has just gotten bigger and is going off in all kinds of weird, unexpected directions. So now, Tim, did you say the latest is that his hands were tied? Yeah. I'm sorry. His, what? Your mic is. Oh, on. hands were tied. Yeah. And there were separate ropes, one around his neck, the other around his genitals. There were two different color ropes. But, I mean, the hands being tied thing doesn't make any sense at all. That almost... Well, I guess that would be the last thing you could do. But, but you, couldn't, you can't tie your own hands. I don't know. I'm not familiar with this so-called alleged autoerotic asphyxiation. But, I mean, that's, I mean, I'm trying to imagine how that would even work. It seems like that almost, by definition, almost mandates the presence of another person. Wouldn't you think, Jim, I say, assuming you have some knowledge of this? Uh, it, it would. There's a whole lot of rumor going on right now, and um, it's, it's hard to say, really, <laughs> honestly. Um, in, in fact, his manager and, and some of his friends last night were on Larry King Live, and they were saying... Because there's two rumors, one or two speculations. One that could be a foul play, one it could be or uh, an accident, or it's actually three, I guess. And the other is suicide. Everybody's ruling out suicide. Everybody's ruling out accident. They think it, there's foul play involved. So I don't know what the situation is. There was no forced entry. I don't know what he was into outside of the Eastern spirituality stuff. So It's just it's, it's weird. I, I mentioned this earlier that we had a friend of ours say that David Carradine's one of those guys. You don't really ever expect that, that he'll die because he just seems like such a badass. And, you know, you just sort of, you sort of anticipate that, uh, you know, that he will, uh, he and Keith Richards will, will outlive us, uh, outlive us all. I don't know what, what the police system or what the governmental system is like over there, too, whether, whether it's kind of rife with any kind of weirdness or, or corruption or if it's hard to get the actual straight scoop on how any of this stuff went down. But it's all, it's all very weird. Um, See, and- I really think what's going to happen, too, is that uh, whatever the result is of the autopsy that comes up uh, from Thailand, the family is going to want another one done here. Right, right, no, absolutely. Uh, and uh, real quick, I know you're, do- and, and I, I have to admit, I don't have the the actual prep sheet in front of me here. I just saw, I saw two things today. It said David Carradine, and below that it said blah, 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 Britney Spears, and that jumped off the page. So I, I actually have no context in which to put that. Uh, but I, uh, I know that you've got Britney a news of some kind. Uh, well, there's another. Um... Uh, there's another hearing, conservatorship hearing today. Her pop's going to be in in the hearing. I don't think she will be here simply because I believe she's in England. She's in Britain trying to get a tea with the Queen. There's another like conservative. Is, isn't Britney like 50 years old now? I mean, uh, she's so, 27. It's, but at some point, like, doesn't uh, at some point don't you have to uh, either? Uh, I mean, if you're 27 and she's still having to have her dad uh, run everything or the court thing she does, I mean, it just, it's a little strange, it's, you know, at yeah, some that, point. That's the weird thing about this whole thing, man, is, is that at 26, she came under this conservatorship and this, um, uh, this what do you call it here? Um, I don't know what it's called. But it's, like, it's what happens when you're 85 years old and you can't take care of yourself. Right. So your kids take, take over for you. You know, and, and so at 26 she was doing that. However, and she, for a while she was contesting it. Remember, but then the last hearing six months ago in January, uh, she really didn't contest it. And maybe because it's working, even though the old man's taking 16 grand a month out of her bank book, um, you know, look at the turnaround in her career and her personal life. So, 
you know, things are looking pretty good for her. Maybe she likes being taken care of because she obviously can't do it herself. Well, that's a fair point, actually, because she does seem to sort of latch on to these sort of older, uh, powerful male figures in her life. And so, I mean, I mean, all kidding aside, she probably maybe maybe she does just need uh, somebody who can just step in and has the, the power to tell her she's not going to do something. You know, yeah, you know, I think her old man gets a bad rap, too, once in a while. I mean, he does seem like he's just trying to glom off his daughter. But what the heck? Well, hey, know, I would, I'd be glomming off my kid if I could. Here's the thing. I, I would, and I'll say this. It doesn't matter because the, the bar is set. So high for creepiness because of what's his name, Joe Simpson, Jessica Simpson's dad. Yeah, yeah. It was like yeah. every time that guy opens his mouth, he's talking about her boobs, and it's like yeah, it just gets to be a little weird. And did you see that weird thing that the Jonas Brothers mom said? The uh, the mom Jonas Brothers gave all about uh, if they get uh, tempted by a woman or something. And she and she did she she was talking at the Good Housekeeping and in other news, Good Housekeeping magazine still exists. Uh, but she said something about you know my sons, they are men, they do have those desires, which is. I mean, that's the sort of thing everybody knows. Your mom doesn't need to be putting your business in a magazine like that. That's got to be embarrassing. Yeah. Well, on that note, my friend, have a uh, fantastic weekend. We will uh, have speaks with you next week, sir. Thank you, and to you, sir. And good night. There's Jim Roop, ladies and gentlemen, in Los Angeles. It is the Rick Emerson Radio Program. We are back after this with Tim Riley at the news desk. This is the Smashing Pumpkins. It is Rock 101 KUFO Friday morning. More of the Rick Emerson Show in mere moments, only on Rock 101 KUFO. It is the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us. It's Friday morning in Portland, Oregon. In mere moments, Tim Riley at the news desk at uh, 8 o'clock. We will talk to the three finalists over here. And I guess they're all here. I think they're all gathered in the, in the, uh, the green room. And uh, we'll bring those guys in. We'll talk to them. We'll get a, a feel for who they are as people. And then we will uh, randomly pick one of them to have their hair removed by Sarah Dillon with those clippers. Can we hear the uh, sound of the clippers one more time? These were $11. All right. There's Okay. First of all, both of you guys are talking and neither of your mics are on. Oh, that's why I couldn't hear. Yeah. No wonder you can't hear me. Yes. Oh, yes, your no mic was sounded weaker. Yes. I, I uh, couldn't hear anything. Yes. Yes. The microphone. <laughs> the on button is uh, is your friend. All right, let's try that one more time. Here's the sound of these clippers from Walgreens. That sounds fantastic. I'm awesome. sure they work flawlessly. All right, so there is. That's uh, going to be coming up at uh, 8 o'clock. We'll begin uh, that merriment. And so the person who allows their head to be uh, shaved, so we'll randomly pick one of the three. Sarah shaves their head. We'll get it on uh, video. We're going to uh, have that on the uh, website later on uh, today as well. Don't forget, Crew Fest happens July 28th. Clark County Amphitheater. Tickets at Ticketmaster uh, or details at KUFO.com. At the news desk, your personal savior, Tim Wright. <laughs> In the news with Tim Riley. We've all survived the storm from hell. All right, just took a head count. We're all here. Nobody was uh, seriously or injured at all, really. Uh, severe thunderstorms, strong winds, hail, and other overreactions fueled the ride home from hell yesterday afternoon. I will say a couple of things. I don't think anybody was really injured. There was that uh, shot they kept showing. Of, I forget what channel it was. But there was like a tree that had tipped over, or it, you know, like oh, a big that was branch. Of the phone. But yeah. it landed, yeah, it landed on a guy's car. Uh-huh. It was just like really like the, the wrong place, wrong time, or he's sort of driving along, <laughs> and it came right down and hit the roof. And two huge branches from the oak tree in the parking cross street from my house fell. And also, your gardeners have to uh, come back and redo all the work on your bamboo trees and your what? Your Japanese maple? No, they're fine, but there are rose petals scattered all over my front yard from the rose bush. <laughs> and they, they painstakingly got everything in order. It looked beautiful. 
And then within two minutes, it was all ruined. You're sure that it wasn't just somebody who was trying to ease uh, your walk to the car? Somebody said, that Tim Riley, he deserves to have the finer things in life. I know I shall cast rose petals in his path so that his walk to the car might be easier and more pleasant. So I'm hoping... Just hoping that everything's cleaned up by the time I go home. Now, are you gonna uh, are you gonna give Pedro and Jesus a little uh, little little some little bonus for their for their trouble? No, no, it's it's paid for out of a, a master pool of money. Okay, it's... I like the idea that you have a master pool of money. We were making a Scrooge McDuck reference <laughs> earlier. Now I'm just picturing you diving into a vault has like a huge sort of measuring stick on the side of it. Um, I will say as I was driving up Burnside yesterday, so I was going to Powell's. And it was, I mean, it was weird because, I mean, as everybody knows, because we're all here in Portland for the most part. You can see the devil laughing in the clouds. It, it, was, it was strange because you're driving a lot. And I'd, been, I'd had this totally unsatisfying nap, too, uh, where I'd been at home and I hadn't bothered to turn on the air conditioner because I thought it was going to be cool enough. And anyway, so it was hot enough that I couldn't really sleep, but cool enough that I was sort of groggy and didn't want to get out of bed to fix it. Anyway, so I had this totally unsatisfying nap. I wake up. I'm like, you know, I, I had to get some book shopping done. So I'm like, you know what? I'll go to Powell's. So I'm going up Burnside, and it was like between like second and fifth, the weather just went, and it dropped. Here's the other freaky thing is it dropped 15 degrees in like 16 minutes or yes. something like that, which is unnerving. But the strangest part was there's all of these like weird trash clouds that came out of nowhere. So I'm driving up, and I'm on the phone with Sarah. And uh, Sarah was talking about how she and her friends had to flee from the swimming pool because suddenly it's like the iron hand of God's weathery was doom was bizarre. coming down on us. It was completely surreal. Like, I was still sunburned. Like, I, my skin was still warm from the sun. And all of a sudden it turned gray and, like, all this debris started bl- blowing into the pool. And so that's my thing is, where did all the trash come from? Because every sing- it's like every side street that I went down, uh, you know, and I was in downtown Portland yesterday. Everywhere I went, it was like just an endless procession of just cigarette wrappers and dirt and leaves and schmutz all kind of swirling around in this kind of hell funnel. So it was all very weird. Time for Darwin Watch. Here's your Darwin Watch uh, for whatever this is. Friday on the Rick Emerson radio program. Some bad stuff is about to go down. Don't, don't, don't. I ate all my caps. Don't, don't, don't. My parents won't let me use scissors. Don't, don't, don't. Another one bites the dust. Don't, don't, don't. Another one bites the dust. And another one gone, and another one gone, another one bites the dust. Hey. Oh, my heart just stopped. Ah, there it goes. Here's Tim Riley with your Darwin watch. So the Lapine teenager struck by lightning, and his high school parking lot is expected to make a full recovery, which is the good news. Fourteen-year-old Austin Melton had been warned with a friend not to go outside to watch the thunderstorm. Is this the kid who was in the news the other day? Yes. Right. To which he replied. What are the chances of being struck? <laughs> well, for the record, it's one and in 700,000. You yes, have a better chance of being was. struck by lightning than being struck by... Oh, sorry. So the next thing he knows, and he didn't even know what happened until he was told afterwards, he's zapped with a 50,000-degree bolt of lightning. His sweaty T-shirt acts like a conductor, so he was actually scalded by his own sweat. Oh, that's oh. freaky. Yeah, that's the way that works. So the lightning uh, entered the top of his noggin, damaged his vision, perforated an eardrum, badly burned the rents out of his body, and exited through the ankle. In the process, it melted Melvin's shoe to his ankle. Wow. I don't wish to have my eardrum perforated. I'm going to say that right now. That's a, or, you put know, me, shoes melted to my ankles. Put me, in the, Either or. put me in the no category for that. And you have Nike permanently tattooed to your leg. Dr. Coppin says in spite of it all, Austin should have a pretty typical summer for a kid his age. 
I'm looking at this here. Uh, it says, um, when he first heard the news, was talking about lagging. Okay, I'm like, right here. The thing about yeah, the shoe melted onto his foot. And again, his happy-go-lucky son, this is according to the Oregonian, according to Chuck Melton, his happy-go-lucky son said, what are the chances of getting struck? And so as I was walking along yesterday, so I'm leaving Powell's, going to my car, and I'm doing that thing where as uh, I'm taking each step, I realize that I'm sort of lowering myself to the ground uh, like Marty Feldman uh, because I'm thinking that that will somehow, uh, that will forestall the possibility of lightning coming down and piercing the top of my brain. So on an average, about 60 people die after being struck by lightning every year. That's more than killer bees. That's uh, 10% of nearly 600 who are struck. Like Austin, 100% of them are outside when struck. People don't get struck by lightning inside. Well, Otherwise, they tell you to run outside like CBS I, does during a big storm. Did they actually take the time to note that in the article? Yes. That people struck by lightning are, in fact, outside, outside. 100% of the time? That's All a right. scientific finding. Well, that's great, Tim. Glad they put in the extra uh, the extra time to clarify that for all of us. research went into this. God Almighty. And so right as every single TV network was telling people to stay inside, stay in their homes, lock yourself inside a small box somewhere so the lightning can't get you, that is when the Human Resources Department at CBS Radio Portland sent out a company-wide email to everyone or get in your car, drive home now. It doesn't matter what's in your way. Speed with reckless abandon. And before you get into that car, stand in the parking lot where there are no trees, wave your <laughs> arms, and yell, here I am. If you have a nine iron, gesture wildly above your head with it. Jesus, God almighty. Well, learning to do more with less. Well, we'll find out how many return today. Well, that's... We haven't taken a head count yet. Well, that's... Uh... Well, people have been known to disappear before. That's the uh, Darwin Watch. There's your Darwin Watch for Friday on the Rick Emerson Show. There was no non-awkward way to follow that up. Here's Tim Riley. So uh, let's do some sound bites, and we should talk first about uh, David Carradine, shall we? Uh, his fourth wife, don't ask me what number that is, but she says she doesn't believe that he uh, killed himself willingly. I will miss most about him is that very sweet, giving, um, considerate side to his personality. I will miss that most. I don't, I don't believe David would commit suicide. Well, you know, the, okay, this sounds like, sounds a, like something from Radio Moscow. <laughs> this sounds like a dumb question. But what is the actual definition of suicide? Does it, in other words, does it denote that you are intentionally doing it? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's like committing the act of it. Okay, but but I mean, you go to hell. But, okay, but there's you can inadvertently commit the act of killing yourself. I mean, does suicide indicate that it's intentional? Is that the I'm going to yes. look it up right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, no, because if if you inadvertently kill yourself, that's accidental. I suppose, but I mean, that's but, but that would just be the adjective. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because they keep saying because even now they keep saying it's a suicide. I mean, even now that there's like a rope around his neck and he's like got one around his business. Um, I, I mean, like, I think CNN actually just like an hour ago still said it was a suicide, even though the cops have said, hey, there's this uh, he's got this rope around his business. So now I'm wondering if that's if that's just because it's sort of awkward uh, for everybody. Let's see here. Um, I suppose so. Here we go. You're right. Uh, suicide. The intent. This is uh, from uh, the dictionary. It says the intentional killing of a person by his or her own hand. A person who has, and they say it twice, has intentionally killed him or herself. So well, since I, his own hands were tied, see, he's really not involved. Okay, but that's just bizarre. Um, do we have? Okay, 
Do we have some rope? I was just going to say, do we have some rope? you got to quit doing that. That's like the fourth time I know. you and I have had the same. You guys are like soulmates today. Know, this is really <laughs> strange. Jinx, one, get two, me, three. Get me some rope. Um, Matt? <laughs> do we have any? Uh, Nibbler. Sarah, do I, he, I think he's uh, well, who I'll, I'll go, the I'll head shaving folks. Who are we going to try this on? I'll be right back. I'll do it. I'm going to see if I can tie my own hands. As long as it's just the hands, because I don't want to see anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what your plans are. <laughs> Well, Tim, in this highly competitive media age, one has to do whatever one one can. One has to uh, one has to break new ground in terms of retaining you don't have listeners. Your you do have the job. <laughs> well, maybe. Well, they need a replacement for David Carradine, so I need to I need to prove I can do everything he could do. Maddox's not even here to see it. Uh, well, we'll have the camera here in just moments, though. So I think uh, I think Sarah is uh, going into the engineering room. We do have she rope can... available. Well, who knows? I mean, I you would think, but then again, you'd think we'd have more microphones, and we sometimes don't have those either. You'd think we'd have headphones at this place, and occasionally that's not uh, that's not the case. Uh, I I think you hold the. Uh... More liable to be electrocuted in here than hung. Yeah, probably. Well, let's see what these uh, phone calls are all about. Hello. Hi. You're on the uh, Rick Emerson Show. Good morning to you, sir or madam, as the case may be. Hi. Hey. You know, the David Carradine thing sounds more like a sadoerotic asphyxiation. Well, that's what uh, that's what they were saying on, uh, I think it was TMZ that made that point. And that's the... So does the New York Post. And that's the, the Michael Hutchins. And it seems like there was somebody else. Was there somebody else right. in the news who did that, too? Um, I remember. I remember Michael Hutchins, but yeah. I can't think of anybody else. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. All right, thank you, sir. Uh, so there, that I mean, th- that has sort of been uh, the speculation that many people he have used had. the belt. Uh, I, Michael, well, uh, Michael Hutchins. It was like the the thing around the neck, and then it was around the doorknob, right? Yeah. And he was just sort of sitting on the. Uh, and see, that's the here. That's the weird thing, is that Michael Hutchins uh, has the thing where he's sitting in front of the door, uh, sort of D'Angelo Barksdale style, and he's got the belt around his neck, and the other end of the belt is around the doorknob. And then David Carradine is presumably... Did you find some rope? You found a length of ribbon. All right. Wrap myself up like a package. Um, I'm not sure that ribbon would do it. Well, but... I, well, I guess you got to make do with well, what you Well, but my thing That's is just binding. to see if you can actually tie your own hands. Because it was it at the wrist. Does it say how his wrists were bound? No. All right. So, but it was the hands, right? I mean, in other words... Yes. Yeah, so they were tied behind his back. Okay. So, in some way, his his hand area, uh, you know, the, each one, they, he was lashed together in that area somehow. And he may have stumbled. All right. So the floor might have been a little slick in the right. closet. I mean, you can tie your hands together if you, like, use your teeth. If I really, if I really work at it. Okay, so how how long should this be? I have this length of ribbon. This You're right. This is pretty strong. How mm-hmm. long should it be? How long should I start with? <laughs> I mean, for the for this experiment. That's probably, yeah, that's probably All good. Right, so this is what, like five feet? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so I got five feet of ribbon here. Tim was asking me to clarify that I'm only going to be binding my hands. Yes, we want to make sure recreation. that. Ew, I know it makes me nervous. There, when there I are some things alone. that should be left to the imagination. This is not the Opie and Anthony show. Uh, all right, so uh, let's see here. Um, although you know, uh, that's pretty I, impressive that he got himself all rigged up like that and then tied his hands. I'm going to guarantee you, by the end of the day, there's going to be a radio show that has a guy binding his hands and then attempting to bind his junk and his uh, his whatever his Ew. his neck or something. Uh, all right, let's see here. Do you, I we were just talking about the Michael Hutchins thing, and so Hutchins had. A belt around his neck, and then the other and half he was around attached the, to the door, right? The doorknob, and he was sitting, and David Carradine is sitting too. And that seems just like the most, I mean, the whole thing is a little foolish to me, but whatever. It was a long way for dinner. But it's, this, it's the sitting on the floor that's especially foolish because if you lose consciousness, you're just going to lean forward, and I, then it just cinches the belt. That's probably exactly what happened because if it was tied to 
his business. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then he like passed it or something and fell forward. And then your body leans forward and it cinches tight and you just never recover and it cuts off the oxygen supply. So, all right. There got to be more warning labels on ropes now. Seriously, and on your penis. Your penis. I'm sitting here watching you t- trying to tie your own wrists. I'm because I because I'm intrigued by the idea that he was found in the closet with his wrists tied together. I mean, I I, I don't even know how to start. Actually, I mean, I I guess maybe I start in front. Well, did, they were behind his back. Yes. All right. That's pretty. Yeah, I was gonna say because you could use your teeth, but if they're behind his back, you I mean, can. I mean, I guess it's different because I'm using this rope, which is not the same as. Which is not the same as, as or I'm using this ribbon, which is not the same as rope, rather. All right, so let's do one more here. I, while I'm attempting to tie my wrist together behind my back, how could this go wrong? All right. Let's see, I've got it. Tim, let's uh, let's do uh, like a, a one final story here. And I'm trying to find an auto-asphyxiation handbook. I can't, really? But I can't find one handy. I don't think, I don't think it's a, uh, I don't think it's a handbook. That's Did not really what you're looking for. The I, I need the Reader's Digest for well, Okay, can I just ask what everybody is thinking right now? I mean, th- how do I put this? Am I correct? Uh, and I'm just asking you as a news person, Tim, who has covered uh, many of these stories in the past, stories of death by misadventure and inadvertent strangulations and whatever, mm-hmm. Michael Hutchins or, you know, whatever whatever other uh, poor soul perishes from the earth in this way. And you don't want to be found with your pants around your ankles, by the way. I mean, that's good God almighty. So I guess there's no uh, equivalent of this for women. Well, well, there is. Okay, well, let's just. Okay, I'm going to pull up a chair here. Now, I'm just asking these things medically. I'm asking these as medical, these scientific queries because this is a news story. I mean, this is a news story. And this, would you agree? Uh, this is an issue of public health, is it not? An issue of public safety? Yeah, it's like a refrigerator magnet. It. Well, a in what, ser- a in what way is this like a refrigerator magnet? Like a public service announcement type of thing. In what way is a public service announcement like a refrigerator magnet? We have something there, the cat magnet that I keep hearing on one of the other stations. Well, never mind. Are you on some sort of medication today? Well, I do have something on my foot. Okay. Well, this practice goes back to the early 1600s. Oh, I'm sorry. You were distracted by autoerotic asphyxiation yes, literature. I, I didn't realize that. Okay. But so isn't, okay, is, it, is this the deal that people do this because... That if you lose consciousness right at, 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 yes. at the moment of sexual um, fulfillment, that it, it it increases the sort of uh, sensation. Is that the deal? Yes. That's the rumor. Are you looking yes. it up as well, Sarah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, but I mean, yeah, that's what I've always heard. Okay. So, but my thing is, like, if you're passed out, I mean, I guess I don't even, I mean, obviously you can't, pa- you, you, you can't have that moment happen after you pass out or you're not going to feel anything. If you have it happen before, it's not going to work. So I guess that has to... um, Are we really talking about this? It's because I'm curious. Because... because Your hands still aren't tied. Because I guess... Because here's what I'm wondering. Like, does it seem like there must be something wired wrong with people who do this? Because if you are having to tie a rope around your neck and, like, cinch it off and risk hanging yourself, like, to make that a pleasurable moment... It seems like maybe there's, there's a, something a little broken inside. That's what I'd I'm say. saying. Does it seem like maybe your body is not wired correctly to begin with? Yeah. You know, it's like you'll hear you'll hear people occasionally go, "Well, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm I'm gonna go and I'm gonna shoot a bunch of uh, you know mescaline into my ear." Why? Well, it really makes sex a lot better. Well, Lots I mean, of times maybe you're on cable. Like maybe you're doing sex wrong. If that's a thing you're gonna need for it to, uh, you know, for it to be a pleasurable experience, it just seems strange. But it does work for women. There was an when the Hutchins thing happened. 
there was this whole article uh, where they were describing how men and women uh, both uh, died from this every year because it was some sort of a because it was you know it was some sort of a, an exacerbator of the pleasure. All right, I have tried repeatedly here, and I cannot tie my own wrists together. This entire time, I've been attempting to lash myself together at the wrist, and I just can't do it. Hmm. So, I wonder what's going to come out if he had had like sexual relations with somebody, and then they kind of just. Hanging out. Somebody just they, somebody had to go feed the parking meter. No, 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 David, I'll be back in a few. No, no, no. You are you all right? You're good. You're a kung fu master. Okay. Somebody's a handsome man. Uh, somebody pointed out here via text. He is very flexible, so I guess that could explain any number of things. We can uh, ask for somebody on Craigslist to show you. I'm sure somebody out there knows it. All right. It is the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Straight ahead, we'll talk to our three finalists for the Crew Cut contest, one of whom will have their head shaved by Sarah Dillon uh, later on today. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Here's the Foo Fighters. It's the Rick Emerson Show on Friday morning. KUFO! Pop, pop, pop! Portland. Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Thank you for joining us today. It is Friday morning. It's 503 228 4101. It's almost Titanic time. Yes. So, in mere moments, uh, we'll begin bringing in the finalists uh, for the crew cut contest. Uh, so we had everybody enter yesterday uh, via text, via email. So thank you to everybody who entered. Uh, our three finalists out in the hallway. Greg will bring them in one by one here in just a uh, just a skosh. Uh, and then one of them will be selected to have his hair removed by Sarah Dillon and this pair of electric clippers. Awesome. Uh, that person will win a pair of front row tickets to Crew Fest 2, uh, as well as the whole Crew Fest prize pack, which is a DVD from last year's show and uh, all that. Crew Fest 2, which is happening July 28th, part of KUFO's Summer of Rock. You can find out more at KUFO.com or tickets to Ticketmaster. It's uh, Motley Crew who are going to be playing Dr. Feelgood all the way through, uh, by the way. Also, uh, Godsmack Drowning Pool, uh, Theory of a Dead Man, Charm City Devils, and lots more. Uh, so the other uh, two folks will get uh, they'll get you know general admission tickets. I mean, free but less impressive. Uh, the uh, front row winner though uh, will have their hair entirely removed by Sarah Dillon and that pair of shears. So Greg, are we ready to uh, to begin the great inbringing? All right, who are we going to? Uh... I thought you said inbreeding for a second there. <laughs> no, who are we going to speak with uh, first here? Uh, All right, so Jason is going to be uh, Jason's going to be coming in. Do any of them have uh, lovely long luscious hair? Okay. There are curls. All right. There are curls. There are curls. All right. I like what I'm hearing. Right. And uh, like a I like. I want to shave Greg's head. Like that's a terrible <laughs> thing to say. Uh, like Samson, his strength shall be removed. All right. Entering the studio now, Jason. All right. Hello, Jason. How are you today? I'm doing fine. All right. We'll go ahead and have Greg get you situated there. All Hello, right. Jason. Uh, and uh, getting uh, headphones and all right. There you go. Oh, a little bit. This, there we go. Okay. There you go. Uh, just yeah, right in front of the mic. How are you, Jason? I'm doing just fine. All right. I would say that your hair is uh, your hair is curly. It's a little. Uh, and by the it's way, if little, you need to adjust those, you can follow the plug right wavy. down to the uh, the volume knob there. Um, I'd say it's got more of a wave to it than a curl. That's uh, that was that's the assessment I would have. Yeah. Um, how? Who wants to feel his hair, Sarah? You should do it. Okay. Uh, just because I want to get a sense of what kind of hair we're dealing with here. All right. So, Sarah is coming over and she's examining, and I would. It's very lovely. Now, how would you describe this? I would say that you've, your hair is, I mean, it's, it's short. It's not, I mean, it's not like a buzz cut or anything. Uh, it is short. I would say it's uh, yes, I'd say, yeah, closely it's a, cropped. 
Not too closely cropped, though. It's like medium short. Cleverly attempting to avoid the fact that I'm balding, yeah. I was seeing, you know, I would never have, uh, it's a you know, job well done, sir. I would never have, uh, I would never have gone the direction. Do you feel like it's inevitable that in your future the hair is going to be removed anyway? Oh, yeah. Perhaps by the hand of, a, of God. Are you kind of afraid that if you shave your head that it just won't grow back? <gasps> I hadn't thought about that. How long does it take for Thanks. your hair Neither to... Neither had I either. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just trying to, we're trying to do our part uh, to add to your cavalcade of neuroses. Do you, that's a good question. If you shave your head, that's I like mean, an episode of Seinfeld where this guy liked to swim and he kept shaving his head and he had this beautiful, glorious head of hair, and then it just stopped growing back. But I mean, how long would it take? In other words, if if we were you know, do you shave all of his hair off? How long do you think it would take to get back to the level it's at now? I don't know. I mean, it would take like, like three months, maybe three months, three four months, three, four months. Sure. Yeah. All right. No, I mean, I think that you'd be back. I mean, look, presuming I think it'd that be you're. Worth it. Presuming that you still had hair to keep growing at that point, I think you'd probably be back to normal in the year still a quarter of a year or so. All right. Are you a Motley Crue fan, sir? Uh, so wait of. a minute. So wait a minute. So this is yeah, willing to have no, the head I knew shaving, this was coming out. but right. the response is just well, sort of yeah, a yeah, because it's a Motley Crue uh, kind of a thing. Are you just into hair? Let's be honest. I want you to answer me uh, sincerely on something here. And you're among friends, so I mean, and look, David Carradine has raised the bar for embarrassment. So. Do you just have a hair removal fetish and you're hoping it will enable it? No, I don't. No. Are you sure about that? Yes. Have you ever uh, have you ever had your head shaved before? Uh, in high school. Yeah. Have you ever shaved? Really? Was it by your own decision? Did somebody do that to you? No, I did it myself. Yeah, have you ever shaved any other part of your body? My face. All right, then. All right. Rick, I think you're, you're... I'm just curious. I'm just wondering. I mean, you're it just... Funny. I guess... Here's what I'm saying. I, it just seems odd that you'd be willing to have the head shaved for... I mean, is it just because of the overall experience, the front row tickets, the whole thing? That was actually the justification. Is it this, this coming out here, meeting you guys, possibly having my head shaved for tickets, getting into a car accident on the way up, which was fun, by the way. Did you? Are you on serious? the way here? Yeah. No, on my bike. Uh, Are you okay? Wait, hold on. So you is this a bicycle or a motorcycle? A bicycle. You're on a bicycle. Wait, yeah. What kind of accident were you in? Um, car turned across uh, the bike lane. and Where at? I, where did this happen? Yeah, this is exactly where you might want to risk your life, right outside the Lloyd Center. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, look, you're risking your <laughs> life there anyway. Let's just be honest. Some guy in a... Nobody wants to die outside the Lloyd Center. Some guy wearing yeah. a Tony Montana shirt. Come up, Give me your wallet! Uh, so, wait a minute. So, you were, so, guy just turned right across the bike lane, and did, you, did he hit you, or did you go into him? He was... Uh, she, rather. She wasn't going that fast, but it was wet. And so I was, you know, it's kind of like that almost slow motion. Right, right. This is going to suck. Bam. And then it just right into the car. Yeah. And are you injured in some way? No, no, I'm fine. I'm did, fine. My bike doesn't look quite as good as it used to. But oh, that sucks. It didn't look yeah. that good to begin with. So yeah. um, now are you, I mean, did, did, did she, um, did she just take off or did she? No, she stopped. Well, that's why I said I was a Did she late. do the I, honorable thing? Yeah, and she no, stayed she stopped and, and we talked, but you know. Were you thinking about feigning an injury, try to get like chisel maybe like a hundred bucks out of her? You could do sort of a, I don't know, I, uh, I've got this lumbar problem, but maybe if you've got to slip me a fin. Yeah, defrauding old ladies, not exactly what I was planning <laughs> so on. So you biked here from Lloyd Center yeah. for this, all right, and sustained, uh, you know, a, a, certainly a collision and quite possibly internal bleeding. I mean, who knows? I mean, just... You're quite the trooper. You could be like that chick in uh, Cloverfield. You could just, your head could explode at any moment. I mean, who knows? I mean, there could be something, uh, you know... Could be things could be all shifted around in there. Well, now I have that to look forward to. Well, I'm just trying to make your day more exciting. <laughs> all right, all right, excellent. So, Jason, thank you so much. No problem. All right, so uh, nice to meet you, Jason. Uh, we're gonna have uh, Jason step out of the hallway here, and um, uh, who are we bringing in next? Will. Will. All right. So will. Next up will be. Uh, next up will be Will. All right. He seemed like a very nice young man. He does. There's an awkward thing where I think I've met him before, but I, I don't. I, I really know where. He looks totally this is familiar. all very strange. All right, so uh, Greg will go ahead and have Will uh, situated here in the chair.
All right. Will uh, resplendent in a uh, Metallica shirt. Is that from is that from the last tour? Yes, it is. Is that from the Death Magnetic tour? All right. Will, hello. How are you today? Not too bad yourself. I am. Uh, I'm fantastic. Well, you know, I wasn't hit by a car uh, on the way here by Lloyd Center, so you know that's uh, so I'm ahead of the game in that in terms of that. All right, now you got a hair that I would say it's a little uh, thicker. You probably have more hair to work with in terms of actual uh, like. Uh, it's a little shaggier. Whatever. Then again, in terms of the actual amount of hair, because you know his is thinning a little bit, but it's about the same length. I would say you got kind of the kind of the same hairstyle going on. If I can ask, how old are you? I'm 21. 21. So here's something I wonder because I'm I'm old and uh, and out of touch with everything. Um, I actually found myself saying snap to somebody the other day after what I thought was like a really witty comment really? made by me. And then he just kind of looked at me and he just kind of shook his head, said like it, he didn't even tell me Did I was you, lame. you realized you were old? Because <laughs> I said something like, you know, That's what and said. then the nun said the room's already paid for. Ooh, snap. And then there's like this long silence. Did you do silence. the double finger pistol too? I think I did the one finger pistol. Okay. And I think I went like, cha-cha. And... He just sort of looked at me, and he kind of shook his head sadly and just sort of walked away like he was ashamed for all of us. So I don't really know uh, about the kids and their hair these days. Is it, uh, is, I mean, is long hair, is that considered, uh, I was going to say fashionable, but that's wrong. But you know what I mean? Like, like, like do guys have long hair? Um, sometimes. Uh, I don't really care, actually. But I mean, is it, but is it a thing you see, uh, like, mm-hmm. when I, like when I was growing up, if you were like a, like a hard rock fan of any kind, it was like long hair just went with yeah. the territory. Would you say that's still the case now? Yes, it is. All right. There are lots of hair farmers in Portland. Are you a, uh, are you a Motley Crue fan? Yes, I am. You a Godsmack fan? Yes, I am. I love Godsmack. Excellent. Uh, what is the last, we were talking about this yesterday. What was the last time Godsmack was here? We couldn't quite put a finger on it. I, it was I, like a couple years ago, maybe. Court thought it was like 2005 or something. We weren't really sure. Um, did you see Motley Crue the last time they were here? Yes, I did. Was that the last Crue Fest? Yes. How uh, how was it? It was pretty sweet. I, I loved it. Sarah was speculating uh, earlier that the only reason... What did you say? You said that if somebody wants to go see Motley Crue, it's probably because they... Want to hump Tommy Lee? Want to hump Tommy Lee. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that a, would be why I'd want to see him. On a scale That's... of 1 to 10, Will, how much do you want to hump Tommy Lee? Um, I don't really want to. He is an attractive man. <laughs> he is a very pretty He's man. rich and powerful. Yes, he is. Um, I, I don't really want to, though. What um, if he just wanted to give you, like, just a little... <laughs> just, a, just a little... A little what, this. Let me ask you this. What if he just wanted to just uh, gently knead one of your buttocks for, like, five or ten seconds? But, 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 in exchange for that, you got to go backstage... And, like, hang out for, like, an hour. Then I would let him. Oh, see, good for you. I like you. You're a good person. All right. Um, have you given any thought to, I mean, you're cool like, with the possibility that the hair might just uh, be gone. Take it off. All right, good for you. Yeah. It is summer. I like Please a man who drinks deep from the cup of life. Way to go, Will. Well, good for you. Excellent. All right. Thank you for listening, my friend. Thank, Thank you for you. coming in today. All Thanks right. for having me. All right. So that is uh, Will, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, all right. We're going to bring in Eric. Eric. All right. Eric is the... Uh, Okay. Eric is the last guy who's uh, who's coming in. Adorable. All right, he is. He really is. You know, and you know, I, you know, you know, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm all man I and know. everything. But you know, you're I'm, very masculine, especially the needing. I would totally let Tommy lead. Oh. Just, just like for, I wouldn't even ask anything in exchange. I mean, how many people can say that they've been uh, groped Needed. by Tommy Lee? <laughs> uh, all right, hello, Eric. How are you today? Good. All right, thank you for. Uh, now you've got the. Uh, we didn't specify. Eric has Scotty J hair. You've got. Uh, yeah, you've. Uh, there's several things jumping up. One, you have Scotty J here. Scotty J, who was uh, uh, two uh, production assistants uh, ago. Don't let that <laughs> statement make you neurotic, Greg. Um, yeah, you just got those business cards, right, Greg? Yeah, also, you've got uh, facial hair. Did we specify that it was just the hair on the top of the head? We did not. Where do, uh, we, uh, and we didn't specify no eyebrows either. Mm, just should go to the, as long uh, as it is only the head, though. We, now, let me ask you this. I mean, would you, now, theoretically speaking, we'll have to go to the judges for a ruling on this. Would you be okay with losing the facial hair? Yeah, that's fine. All right. Yeah, because I don't know about those. 
I don't know how those how those clippers operate over there. They've never really been used. No, it's so pretty though. And I don't really know if there's some if there's like a, something I'm supposed to do with those to get them ready, yeah, or if they're, they're just sort like of ready now. Settings. I don't really know which. One, one of those guards is for a dog, by the way. So I don't oh. know if that if you want to use that one or not. Okay. Uh, and there's another one that's uh, there's another one that's for some sort of a that is like I think is only for grooming like the inside of your nose or whatnot. So I, we may want to avoid that setting as well. Okay. Um, all right. So are you a uh, you a fan of Motley Crue, Godsmack? Which of these bands would you be going for the most? Uh, Motley Crue. I've been to several of their previous concerts. You know, Excellent. Back, back in the day, but I like all the bands, and depending on which one, if my wife or my daughter goes, which one? What was they'll the, be going uh, for the different ones? What was the first Motley Crue uh, show you went to? What tour was that? Do you remember? Um, the first one, I think it would be Girls, Girls, Girls. Um, I went to the Doctor Feelgood down in Mobile, Alabama, in '99. That is fantastic. A, I should '89. I should note that sorry. Greg Nibbler is actually wearing a Girls, Girls, Girls uh, shirt, and that there was a long time where that was my favorite album, even more than Shout of the Devil. And over time, I've kind of gravitated back to Shout of the Devil. But that's a great. I, here's but my one uh, Motley Crue thing because I actually uh, I have never seen Motley Crue, and I've missed them like. It's that every radio guy has this story. I had tickets, and then they made me work. And I had to get called into work, couldn't go. And I missed them several times. And I didn't get to go to the Dr. Feelgood tour. And there was a guy. I was still in high school, actually. And a guy came back. He was sat next to me in, in home ec class or consumer ed, as they called it at that point. Um, and he came back to class or came back to school over the, after the weekend. He'd seen Motley Crue. And I, I, found, I don't know if I can do this from memory. But he had the best concert shirt that I had ever seen in my life at that point. And on the front, it was just like a big skull and bones or whatever with like a Motley Crue logo. And on the back, it said, it said the, um, it said the eyeball bleeding, eardrum shattering, skull crushing, mother effing loudest tour on earth. And I was just like, that is awesome. And I just like wanted to put my hands on the shirt and absorb like the crew vibe because I wasn't able to go. So, all right. uh, Now you're, does. You have a wife and, and family. Do they know that you're thinking about getting all your hair taken oh, off? Yeah. All right. Yeah. And well, they... it's like, well, let me know. And they're like, oh, I'll just show up at work and you'll see. <laughs> now, do you feel like... Oh, you guys, it... Do you guys work together? No. No. Oh, okay. I'm going to go down and get some voodoo donuts and bring over to her. Now, uh, let me ask you this. If, if if Sarah is to give you the buzz cut, do you feel like you might just go all the Michael Chiklis route and just go all the way off and just take it all the way down to the scalp to see what it's like? Yeah, that's fine. What, what about hair loss in your family? I mean, how does uh, what does it no, look like for you in the future? Oh, no, we, yeah, we, it's it's thick head of hair. All right, There's so no so you're loss. not so He's you know it's going to come back at some point. Oh yeah, excellent. All right, well, thank you for listening, my friend. I appreciate it. All thank right, you. okay. You so, that's, shall, uh, so the judges deliberate. Yeah, so the judges are going to deliberate. Uh, one, uh, three have entered. One will be chosen. Uh, the other two will get general admission passes to uh, to Rock uh, to uh, Crew Fest two, uh, which is coming up uh, July twenty eighth. So uh, Jason, Will, and Eric, uh, one of you all will be getting your hair removed. In mere moments, it's the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. The Rick Emerson Show. Did he strike you as being a creepy guy who enjoyed lap dances? Well, no. Only on Rock 101 KUFO. Wow. I'm all deaf and whatnot. Hello, it's the Rick Emerson Radio Program, live from the studios of Rock 101 KUFO, beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. 503-228-4101. You can also uh, text if you like, 520-51. Why might you want to do that? Well, because we could be sending you to see the London premiere of Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen. Uh, KUFO is going to be sending a listener to a flyway to the London premiere of Transformers 2, Revenge of the Fallen. All you have to do to enter is to text the word FALLEN, F-A-L-L-E-N. 
Text FALLEN to 50251 or enter to win online at KUFO.com. Winner's going to be notified June 10th. So you could be going to London to see the new Transformers film, courtesy of KUFO. Text FALLEN to 52051. Hello, Sarah Dillon. <gasps> Hello. All right. Are you, uh, now, you seem a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. I don't know. I don't you're not getting your head shaved. I mean, you know. I know, but I don't even know what way I'm supposed to go. I, uh, I've i never well, really if used... if it's the wrong way, just reverse it. Okay. <laughs> Excellent, Tim. That, I mean, really, that, that's it. I mean, you're, you're saying you don't know which direction to take the clippers. There's only two. Uh, that's so... true, and I guess the... Now, what is the side. guard for? Do you really need that guard? What is it guard against? You're I... chopping off your finger. There's a blade in there. Yeah, but I mean, like crazy little angry blades. But I don't. But I don't. That's not the case. Otherwise, they wouldn't make it, you know, removable. Maybe if it was that dangerous. I think it's yeah. Isn't it supposed to be like how short you want it? Like, well, we want it as short as possible. I think. I think this one's pretty short. Oh well, we'll try. You know, we can always make a second pass. I suppose. Uh, I think we could. All right, excellent. Okay, so uh, Will, how do you uh, how do you feel about the how do you feel about this? As long as she doesn't pull a Sweeney Todd, I'm fine. (laughs) Excellent. All right, we're gonna make you into a uh, make you into pie later on. All right, uh, and uh, Greg is rolling a uh, film on this. All right, so Greg, if you want to step in, if you and Sarah want to switch places here, Greg will man the board, and uh, Sarah is going to be in the great, uh, the great hair removal of 2009. Uh, so um, hey. relax, you're at Sarah Clips. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I went to the studio and Sarah cut my hair, and it actually was pretty great. He sounds like that guy from, uh, what's it, from uh, American Chopper or whatever that show is, where it's like the dad and the, you know. And then my son came in and he was getting the motorcycle made. All right. Sarah, are you prepared? Yes. Will, any last thoughts as a, uh, as a haired man? Um, I'm fine. I'm oh. Just go ahead. All right. Start with the start switch. No. You got to do it. So you got to do it stripes style, where you take it and you put it right, like, you know, right here in his, above his forehead. You know what I mean? Like right in the, in the middle of his head, right above his eyes, you know, like, you know, like above his eyebrows. And you just go straight back and give him the reverse mohawk. All right. You ready? Okay. Yep. Let's All right. Down All right. Greg, can you uh, pot that mic up just a, a hair, so to speak? <laughs> okay. Can you All pot right. it up a hair? Never mind. Whatever. All right, here we go. All right. Reverse Mohawk on Will by Sarah Dillon. Okay. As the crew cut commences, right? Oh, my God. Wow. Did something happen? I didn't think it stopped oh. Oh. oh, wow. You're going to have to make a second pass there. Oh, dude, oh, dude, dude you look bad. I mean, you'll look better in a moment. A but <laughs> Oh, no. Are you digging the end of the guard into his skull? Yeah, it's got to be flush. you got to make it flat. Yeah. Like that? Yeah. <laughs> well, he started, like, digging the points on the rake into his brain. Oh, that's... Uh... Oh, this doesn't look bad at all. No, it doesn't look bad now that he's not cringing in pain. I know, I feel kind of bad. Give him a little, uh, yeah. monk it's funny that he said, you know, don't do a Sweeney Todd, and then you jammed a sharp thing <laughs> right into his skin. All right, so this is... Uh... I'm going to give him the monk. Oh, he's cringing. Oh, oh, no, oh, oh, oh. It's fine. All right. He's cringing. Uh, he's cringing. he's cowering. This? this is difficult. He looks I mean, like a beaten dog. <laughs> I mean, just in terms of posture. All right, this is... Uh... You know, yeah, this is going to be a good look for you. I don't think it's going to look so bad, actually. All right, I didn't mean to hurt you at all. That's you know what? It... it you sort of look like a young version of uh, of actor David Morse. I'm a big uh, no. It's <laughs> oh, that's a, that's unfortunate. I wish we had a mirror to show you uh, the hideousness. It's that's all right. We'll have video. You look like you you look like one of those guys you always see at a Gallagher show. Uh, you know, it's like where it's sort of like long in the back, not a full on mullet, but longish and then sort of uh, gaunish on top. All right. I would not be a good hairstylist. No. 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 Well, you can not practice on the kids by the pool. Yeah. <laughs> Or anybody who sleeps soundly enough. All right, so this is... Uh, 
let this poor gentleman like get an actual haircut after this? Um, if by let, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to stop him. I'm not going to follow him home and, and make him keep this. It's the, okay. The weird thing is the guard on this hair, and this will all be up at KUFO.com later. The guard on this haircutting implement is supposed to make it even all the way around, but there's like big. It looks like the surface of the moon. There's like big patches that are like longer than others. And... Oh, and you're kind of looking like a werewolf. Right? Yeah, and it's like. And it's like a big strips that are gone. I really respect hairstylists a lot more now. I have to say, uh, Will, now that a lot of your hair is gone, I hate to break this to you, but uh, your hair is growing in a very uneven fashion underneath all of that. It's, um, there's, I think you've got baldness coming in your future, but it's just like in a really strange place. Uh, it's like, it's I already like have a, gray hair. It's on the right side of your head, and it's about a third of the way back. There's just like a there's like a hole. There's like a, there's like a round circle where nothing grows. Stop it. It's like a dead zone, like a follicular. Uh, it's like a follicular Bermuda Triangle, but not in Bermuda and not a triangle, and it's on your head. All right, it's worth it. Keep just keep telling yourself I'll impress all the chicks at Crew Fest with my haircut. That's not really true, but you should say it to yourself anyway. It's sort of a mantra. That would be totally impressive. He's going to be front row. Does he get to bring a date? Uh, I think it's a pair of tickets, so, I mean, yes. Uh, so you if you've a got a date or maybe just... Uh, I do have my girlfriend. Maybe just some chloroform. Oh. Okay, well, there you go. That, too. Oh, good. So she can fix this mess. <laughs> so Maybe. So, so she can be groped by Tommy Lee. Uh, or, you know, both of you, depending on what kind of mood he's in. You know, I hear the thing. I think you actually don't look... You don't look bad with this. I think this actually works for you. You know what it is? Because you've got the nice round... Uh, head, you know, you're, it's it's a good shape. Oh, that actually looks really good. You know, it, as opposed to a square head. Well, it, you know, you could get like the block head, like if you're what's his name, Joe Scarborough, or if you're me, uh, like I, uh, I had uh, this this bad moment of clarity. I've talked about my, you know, the the, the trials and tribulations of Rick's hair okay. are well known. All right, let me just say that I'm no one to point fingers at anybody else's hair. Um, and so I had the I had the full hair uh, transplant uh, surgery a couple years ago. That's a, the whole thing we went through. Where I had the I had less hair, and then one day more hair. And that it was looks perfect. Awesome. Yes, it does, Tim. But you know why uh, the final decision maker was that I was watching Full Metal Jacket, and I looked at Matthew Modine, a Private Joker. As soon as they shaved Matthew Modine's head, and he came out, he stepped out of the barbershop, yes. and I went, "Oh my God, it's me." And when I was losing my hair, I started to look like Matthew Modine in Full Metal Jacket. And that's when I said, like, i got to do something about this. So that's what made the decision to have the uh, hair transplant done. No, he, but you know what? He, Will actually looks pretty good. All right, you know what? I, I give that a strong thumbs up, my friend. Okay. I think it works. All right, well done. And then Lisa Wood, God bless her, is going to step in and even that out. All right, because Sarah did sort of a scattershot job of oh, hair removal there. shaking from that thing. Well, that would explain why, why there's whole sections of his head where it's real close and sections where it's real scraggly. That is really difficult. Have you yeah. ever shaved somebody's head before? No. No, I haven't. I've never even cut my own hair. I mean, we were talking about the yesterday. I'm, I'm, no, I don't want to do that at all. He makes it work, though. No, I think I, I actually think it looks better. Excellent. Yeah, I would stick with this for a while, Will. I think you might be able to. Uh, this could be your new look. I normally do, actually. Ah, there you go. All right, so now it's just so now it's like coming it's home. It's the summer cut. All right, well done, Sarah. I Dylan. feel like I <laughs> breathed in hair. Yeah. Now you found a new hobby. Yes. Now, now, do you feel like you've uh, do you feel like I've ma- you've made peace with the whole hair shaving trauma that happened to you when yes, you were growing up? I feel like up? I'd be totally bored being a hairstylist. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's a really uh, it gripping way to spend your days. Yeah. But what do I know? No, I mean, it, um, like the end product's always like creative. But all right, there you go. Congratulations, Will, and uh, thank you for letting us uh, abuse your body in this fashion. Not and a you problem. Have to take lots of pictures of Tommy Lee. Yeah, seriously. No, yeah, you got to get some photos from the stage or oh, from I the will. front row. Of the we, stage yeah, force. we don't have front row tickets. It's only you, dude. <laughs> All right, excellent. We'll come back after this to wrap it all up with Tim Riley at the news desk. Ladies and gentlemen, this 
is the Rick Emerson Show, and this is Van Halen. It's Rock 101 KUFO, live from beautiful downtown Portland, Oregon. Stay there. Share your thoughts with Tim Riley. I have irritable bowels. Please let me pee. Call 503-228-4101. This is the Rick Emerson Show on Rock 101 KUFO. You know what's great about that? Everything. Is what it, is great about that? In that soundbite, you sound like uh, one of the guys from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Harding, I think, who's always saying things that almost make sense but not quite, where he'll go, you know, the big walnut is the Republican Party. And then he just stares. Uh, it is the Rick Emerson Show. It's Rock 101 KUFO. Coming up uh, at 9, it just smells like the 90s with our good friend Buzz. And then, of course, uh, Court and Fatboy uh, this afternoon, 3 to 7. Uh, Karate Kid tonight uh, at the uh, Baghdad. That is the midnight movie tonight. Court and Fatboy's midnight movie, The Karate Kid. Uh, tonight, The Baghdad, uh, 11 o'clock uh, is when that starts. It's got to be 21 and over, 3 bucks. Uh, so uh, be there. And by the way, and I'm not, I won't give anything away. Um, I'm not going to give anything away, but I will say that they do a trailer reel beforehand where they show trailers from, you know, other sort of other, other past films and other stuff. I saw them putting together the trailer reel last night, and it's uh, it's fantastic. Cool. So, yeah, I, uh, I know what's going to be on that. It's uh, it's pretty great. It is Rock 101 KUFO. This is Tim Riley, who is at the news desk. <laughs> In the news with Tim Riley. I'm sick of talking about yesterday's storm, so I'm not going to this time. Excellent. That dead body floating in the Willamette River yesterday morning, found by a Rose Festival Coast Guard patrol, has been identified. 29-year-old Ruby Smith has been missing since last December after slipping off the railing at the seawall. Apparently, she clunked her head and was unconscious. King County's issued a bad cocaine alert. This follows three reports of users becoming deadly ill from contaminated cocaine. One of the the symptoms include... And you'll know you have this if you have any of these symptoms. Mouth and anus sores. So if you're a cocaine user and have mouth or anus sores, please return your cocaine to your dealer and hopefully your money will be cheerfully refunded. See, I already made I already made the, the anus sore joke like it's uh, like some sort of... But uh, anus sore is just funny. Like it's some sort of porn dinosaur. But uh, but then I was trying to, while you were reading this, because I didn't want to just recycle the whole, Holly, run, it's an anosaur uh, joke. But then I was trying to work it into like a, an anosaurus rex thing, and then I, that didn't really work. It all fell apart. So now what I did is I just... No, you mean it was an anosaurus wreck? Yes, that exactly. And so forth. Here's Tim Riley. The actual mom suddenly realizes she screwed up her life by having too many children. I screwed myself. I screwed up my life. I screwed up my kids' lives. What, what, what the heck am I going to do? I have to put on this strong facade, and I have to pretend like, oh, I don't regret it. Is she speaking through some sort of vocal disguiser? I don't know. I don't, no, don't smoke, that, kids. No, she has that weird, like, childlike, like, mm-hmm. creepy lady. The but, it, but it sounds weird. It sounds robotic. It sounds like mm-hmm. that thing they do when the mob enforcer says, and then I was John Goddard's hitman. And it's but they're, like, augmenting it. Hey, do we? are you doing another carotene thing here? I can, yeah. Yeah, you should be, because I have a question I want to ask, and I can tie it into that news. So, the the latest thing is, there are three ropes involved in the Keith Carradine death. David Carradine. Oh, yeah. that's I always get confused with the guy that's saying, I'm easy, because I played it so many times. Uh, Keith Carradine, no rope around the junk. No. Uh, to no. the best of our knowledge. I mean, I haven't really checked We don't know what people do in their spare uh, moments. Who's to say? So, anyway, there are three ropes involved. One around the genitals, one around the neck, and his hands are tied behind his back. 
And so, so don't try to try this because somebody's going to. I tried now earlier in the show. I tried to tie my my uh, my own hands together at the wrist with with you know like a long length of ribbon, and I couldn't. Maybe do you it. did it in the wrong order. Okay, but here's the thing: somebody raises a really interesting question um, because this is fascinating to me. Uh, this whole thing. I mean, and on a. As I said earlier, it's I like mean, his career no longer matters. What matters is the method in which he died. And I just don't understand what is what you're doing wrong at sex that you need to be roping yourself around the neck to make it pleasurable. It just seems like you've read the wrong pages in the textbook somehow. Mm-hmm. But this one says this, this. Here's another fair point. She said, "What this is?" A, says uh, Jenny says, "What I don't understand about the carotene thing and the autoerotic asphyxiation." She said, "I know there's something sexual about the whole thing." But how is he stimulating his business with his hands tied behind his back? Mm-hmm. I mean, thoughts? Anyone? Maybe this is the first time he tried it and, and followed the wrong order. But it's a, like he got pages five and six transposed. Exactly. Well, now, well, you get, bind you your hands. Don't! Right. He had a fan going and it blew him all over the room. Two ladies tied, so he tried to make the best of a bad situation. But well, I mean, if he has the rope around his business. parts... Maybe that was like attached to a door or something, or no? Maybe the maid opened the door. Maybe the maid opened the door and wrecked the whole thing. Mister Carradine, what? Wait, so was the rope attached to the one attached to his neck? It's like when they found Richard Quest in Central Park. Remember when they found Richard Quest in Central Park and he had a rope around his neck and then around the business and he was just walking around. I don't know why you would do that. Yeah. Well, he was looking for a tree limb in the dark, which made it difficult. He should have waited for daylight. I can't see what color your hanky is. It's too dark. Um, the uh, anywho, but so he's got a rope around the store down there, and then it goes up around the neck, and then he's got something around his wrist. But are you saying it's one rope in three places, or is it three separate ropes? The last one I read were three separate ropes. See, yeah, because one of them was yellow and one of them was black. Okay, so then the, you're not able then you're not able to stimulate that area of the body if your hands are behind your back. You just can't. There's just no way to do it. Maybe he realized that it was too late. Maybe he was trying to correct his mistake, and in doing so, maybe I. It seems like you'd figure that out, even if you were a novice, even if you were a, even if this is something at which you were a relative neophyte. It seems like you—that's knowledge that would be available to the you. The story is just getting weirder and weirder. It really is. I'm mm. I'm sad it's Friday. I wish it was Monday already, so we could keep talking about this every day. I really, and I mean that honestly. All right. Well, there's always Anderson Cooper. Friday always makes me a little sad. Uh, well, in any event, let's do one more here, and then we'll uh, then we'll bring the curtain down on this uh, whole business. Uh, then we have the pastor in uh, Kentucky who wants everyone in his church to bring a gun from now on. We started planning this, thinking about it last June, before the elections, just to say, hey, there are level-headed, educated, God-fearing, community-minded people who are also gun owners and shoot, and it's as much a sport as anything else. I mean, I'm not saying in church. don't promote it for self-defense either, but that would be a last line, not the first line. So shooting people in church, that'll be an Olympic event any any day now, apparently. Well, it goes on all the time now, and that's why people want to be armed. All right. Pastor. I barely knew her. There we go. And here's a little uh, Muslim greeting from the president. Assalamu alaikum. Awesome. Okay, uh, we want to thank uh, Cena Radio correspondent uh, Jim Roop for joining us today. Uh, we also want to thank uh, our good friend Siegfried uh, for reviewing Land of the Lost, talking about the Grindhouse Film Festival, which happens uh, at uh, uh, Cinema 21. Uh, this, I'm sorry, not Cinema 21, at Clinton Street Theater. 
Cinema 21, PJ Souls. PJ Souls. Uh, we also want to thank Jason, Will, and Eric, and everybody who entered the uh, crew cut contest. Rick Emerson, show produced today and every day by the lovely and uh, talented Sarah Stone for Rock 101 KUFO in the newsroom. Tim Riley, the production assistant, is Greg Nibbler at the gate. Uh, the gatekeepers, Dave's in at the uh, front desk. The webmistress, Bridget from upstairs. CBS Radio Portland marketing guru, Susan Don't F with Me Reynolds. Executive producer, Christopher J. Paddock. Smells like the 90s is next with Buzz. Gordon, uh, Fat Boy, this afternoon, 3 to 7, and then Midnight Movie Karate Kid tonight at 11. My name is Rick Emerson, and that is the frequency. Kenneth for Friday, June 5th, 2009. See y'all on Monday. Bye now. Attention broadcasters in the greater Portland area. Your daily show prep is now concluded. Thank you for listening.